started a podcast. We started a podcast. We should have named the podcast We Started a Podcast. <laughs> like we bought a zoo. <laughs> we started a podcast. We started a podcast. We started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the We Started a Podcast part is going to be the intro. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Start, try that again, Kevin. I am Kevin. I'm Kevin. I am Kevin. All that, I know she's going to say all that is saying. Oh, I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it in. And I'm Rachel. <laughs> and this is Shelf Life. A podcast brought to you by a brother-sister team that is definitely ordering four onion rings. But also, (laughs) this podcast is a compendium of culture in which we are going through all things that can be placed on your shelf. That includes movies, books, TV, video games, comics, I don't know, anything else that that we can consider, (laughs) podcasts themselves, anything that we can put on your digital or literal shelf and determine whether or not those items have shelf life if they are worthy of having a place on your shelf and this episode we are continuing our journey into springfield by continuing maybe maybe we'll get it done if that damn music doesn't come back to haunt me again <laughs> i love that music but it's, it's like still damn music pulling you back. <laughs> uh, maybe this will be the conclusion of the first season of our favorite television program, The Simpsons. And we have gotten through the first eight episodes of The Simpsons in prior episodes of Shelf Life. Please go back to listen to those because they are very informative for you fans of The Simpsons. And we haven't given a conclusion yet about any of the actual season, the DVD box set, because as of now, As of this recording, there are only two ways to get it, and one way is the DVD, and the other way is to have Disney+. Plus. You never know what Disney could do with those episodes, so you may want to have it on hand. Obviously, you can buy it. I think you can buy it digitally, too. But I would imagine. So, where are we at in our journey through Springfield? We are on episode 9, which is the Emmy Award-winning episode of the season. Is it really? Yes, yes. Life on the end. Not only is it the Emmy wording, is one of the highest rated Simpsons episodes ever. You're kidding. Well, there, there might be a reason for that. So this is Life on the Fast Lane from March 18th, 1990. An episode written by John Swartzwelder and directed by David Silverman. Two gentlemen that we have talked about a few times before this. This came out on March 18th. The previous episode, the Telltale Head episode, was almost a month prior, three weeks prior. So I think the distance between the episodes probably got people kind of to a boil of wanting to get another Simpsons episode, getting a new episode. Mm-hmm. So that that might have been like the reason for the the high rating. Could be. I I feel like this is definitely the Emmy episode because of the fact that like it's 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 heady material. We're talking adult situations here. It really is definitely a, an adult situation in this one. <laughs> yeah. The it's, last uh, one it's... was about, like, a kid doing something mischievous. Now it's going to be an adult doing something mischievous. Well, or thinking about it, yeah, this is... 
This is interesting territory. I mean, they do this a couple times. They do this with Homer. But the first time, this is Marge's turn. What's the plot of Life on the Fast Lane, Rachel, in your own words? In my own words? Yes. Marge? In your, well, who, who else's words would they be? I, I don't know. I'll, I could do somebody else's voice. Um, but <laughs> in my own voice, in my own words, Life on the Fast Lane is about Marge taking up bowling and meeting someone that helps her with this, but also treats her better or differently, I suppose, than Homer does. And I think that intrigues her. And that's really kind of what this, this whole thing is about. Yeah, it's a temptation story. Oh, it's definitely a temptation story. Mm. (laughs) It's a chance for Marge to get a little more character and Homer to have to understand that there's consequences for being kind of a brutish husband. Um, This is either either direction in these things always makes me feel like, you know, Homer doing something skeevy and then Marge doing something skeevy. Either way, it's like, ugh. Well, especially because, like, Bart and Lisa are more our equal. Homer and Marge are more like, you know, they're the adults. Like, they were the adults when we were kids. Right, they're like, the parents. You, like, yeah, to see them doing shady shit is weird. Yeah, and... it always made me go, ugh, eh. I didn't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, so... I, seeing people do shady shit on anything, though, always makes me go, like, ugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, your heroes, your heroes That's doing true. Shit. Yeah. This episode, uh, again, won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. It was originally supposed to be called Bjorn to be Wild, which is a bad title. But the reason for the reason that it was going to be called that was because Jock was originally oh, written to be a s- Swedish character. Interesting. And I don't know, I don't know if this is an old trope or something, but the idea is like uh, the Swedish tennis instructor. And I don't know if that's like... Is that like a uh, thing? I don't know if that's a thing, or I don't know if that's more like a thing of... That would be the person that would try to sleep with the housewives? Like, well, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. I could see that. Like, like, like the, the rich housewives. They, they yeah. would be like the tennis instructor type of person. Like, But I think a lot of the times the trope is that the foreign instructor of some sort is always like the, the one the women fall for type of thing. Definitely. Well, I don't remember what... I mean, I guess because I'm thinking to the Seinfeld tennis episode where the tables are turned a little bit. So, like, I do wonder if, like, that used to be, like, some sort of trope, but Milos and his wife are not Swedish (laughs) in that episode. (laughs) Well, I don't know what they are technically supposed to be. I have no idea. But I do wonder if that was a trope, but... I I think it is. I think it is kind of one. I bet in, like, sitcoms and things like that, it's usually the the rich woman is being seduced by the pool boy, is being seduced by the tennis instructor. Yeah, the tennis instructor. Oh, she's got a tennis lesson today. Oh, we all know what that means. So I think I should have become a tennis instructor. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although I would think it's more like in Caddyshack, which, add add that to the list, but where it's like... All the, it's all it's the old it's like women in like their 50s and 60s oh yeah it'd be, the, are... it would be the, the cougar if you will yeah if if you will if, if you will caddyshack but, but <laughs> she's gotta literally write it down yes oh my god it's like a notebook at this point so yeah maybe that is the trope i don't know but 
Then you get Albert Brooks coming back in the show. So his first appearance was in Call of the Simpsons as Bob the RV salesman. Now he comes in as Jacques, the Wait, is bowling this... instructor. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, same guy. And <laughs> it was written to be Swedish, but he decided in the room to do French. Yep. And it was Albert Brooks. He's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to do, <laughs> you know, 40 minutes of improv. And they were like, no, it's too funny. Leave it in. It's French. So they changed the title to Life on the Fast Lane. So no, no indication that it's a French guy, but they just right. were like, well, it can't be Bjorn to be wild. Like, that doesn't make sense. Are you ready to get into Life on the Fast Lane, the Emmy Award winning episode of the season? <laughs> Yes, let's find out why it's an Emmy Award <laughs> <laughs> So the episode opens with no opening credits again. There's no chalkboard gag to speak of and no couch gag. Because we don't have time, damn it. We have serious adult situations to talk about. It's so weird, though, that they don't have the gag. It is weird when they don't have the gag, but like it clearly is just, it's cut for time. They, right. They've got too much script. I imagine... And we've t- and uh, see previous episode for us discussing John Swartzwelder, but I imagine that his scripts came in long, mm. and then the writers' room probably made them longer. Oh, so like yeah. cutting the stuff out was probably difficult, difficult. to do because this that. is the second John Swartzwelder episode that doesn't have the titles. It clearly is probably a um, it's a theme. It's a real theme. Well, yeah, that's true. So the the first one was Bart the General, and the runtime for that was twenty two minutes and thirty eight seconds. So now Life on the Fast Lane now is twenty three minutes and six seconds. Oh shit! So, so it's even th- longer. No, 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 no. What did I say? Oh yeah, you it said is twenty two thirty eight. So, oh wait, no. So then that one was shorter. Oh, I have no idea. But that means that this one's even longer. So of course they don't have. <laughs> oh the yeah, yeah, that's sequence. true. Yeah, tw- well, uh, it's not even longer because a lot of them are 23, se- three, 23 minutes, period. So if that's oh, really? 22 second, 22 minutes, never mind. I guess I was, I'm was i completely mistaken. And one shut the fuck plus up and two. Delete everything plus I just one, said. Plus one. Plus one. Well, no, I mean, it kind of goes back to like, so it, I don't know why this, but this one clearly was longer, but who knows? Like maybe there was something going on that they needed to have less time or there was more ads or they just thought something. But anyway. The show starts with, it's Marge's birthday, and Lisa and Bart are making breakfast for her. I don't remember if Maggie's also making breakfast with them. I think it's just Bart and Lisa, but they're making breakfast in bed for Marge. Rachel, did we ever make breakfast in bed for mom or dad? I think we did. I I feel like I remember making breakfast for either like a Mother's Day or Father's Day long time ago, like when we were really little, but I think half the time it was like more so... We didn't know what they wanted to eat, so it was better if they actually woke up and like, all made. <laughs> and then made it themselves, and then made us a version of it. Yeah, there you go. It just seems like it seems like a thing where I, you know, I I can't say I haven't had a meal in bed, but breakfast in bed, like unless you got like a bowl of cereal, like it feels like it would get icky because yeah, like you'd, you'd a lot of breakfast foods are sticky or. They have a tray for Marge here. They mm-hmm. definitely do. I'm surprised they didn't mess it up, but they make her a, about a thousand pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's eating more pancakes than the per- pervert in Devil's Advocate. Hog Beast. Yeah, that's right, the Hog Beast. <laughs> Add that to the list. A thousand pancakes like Keanu Reeves, and I knew you were doing the Hog <laughs> Beast. <laughs> Oh my god, how long is that episode going to be when we have to do the Devil's Advocate? That movie is hours and hours. 
feels incredibly long. Who it is? Um, but they... <laughs> I mean, that is well tread ground, but we have to talk about it still. Oh, we have to talk about it. So anyway, Bart gets. God <laughs> damn it. Bart gets his tongue stuck in the beater because he's trying to lick the batter. And that, that is dangerous. definitely like it. Well, it's dangerous. That was a fun part of being a kid, though. Like I would I, I don't I make a lot of baked that. goods living out living by myself. But licking the batter, I'd do that still if I ever oh, made yeah. me baked goods. When I bake, I still do that. Absolutely. The the animation here is very David Silverman-y because it's got he's like Lisa, my tongue is stuck and like yeah. his like tongue is like sticking like out and he's got like a weird head and mm. yeah and they walk in the room and then and then you definitely get the David Silverman mouth because it's like they, it's like their jaws are unhinged because they shout Happy Birthday and surprise Marge with her breakfast in bed mm-hmm. and Homer being a Homer is an idiot in this episode, oh, but he's idiot. he's very he's very much a jerk. Oh yeah, too. Yeah, um, like he's a big jerk like lately in these, and it's just like I don't remember him being this big of a jerk with the episodes <laughs> where he has to be a jerk. It's like oh boy, yeah, overdone. Yeah, like... <laughs> well, and yeah, when he has to be a jerk, he's really a jerk, and mm-hmm. he clearly has forgot. He thinks that it's his birthday. He thinks he's forgotten his own birthday. Apparently. I guess could be a thing, but like, oh, it's my birthday? Whoa! (laughs) So this is definitely the first time that we get the... I love this sound effect, and it's done several times over the years. It's the first time that it happens, but it happens in the future where you get someone quickly running downstairs, quickly jumping in the car, and then you hear the the car kick off. Oh, right. What'd you get her, Dad? Yeah, what'd you get? Uh, oh, a very thoughtful gift. But it's a surprise. Uh, you know, it's such a beautiful morning. I think I'll take a little stroll around the block. I think he forgot, Mom. Because yes. they're like, what did you get, Mom? And he's like, oh, I've got something. I am not. don't want to spoil the surprise. And then he, like, runs off. Yep. <laughs> we do find out what Margin... What Marge? What Lisa and Bart got Marge. Lisa made a macaroni drawing of Marge that is very, very elaborate. Oh, it's very uh, elaborate. It's very good. Of course, Lisa's artistic side showing through. And Bart got some really cheap, gigantic bottle of perfume. Oh my god, it's like a giant jug. <laughs> so what does Homer decide to get? Well, he's going by each store in the mall. Right. And he goes by the bowling store, which I guess is a thing. And (laughs) why not? Sports store, maybe? No, I think it is a bowling store, though, isn't it? I think it's specifically a bowling store. Interesting. And we get Homer getting an idea by, oh, looking at the bowling balls. (laughs) So Patty and Selma call Marsh to say happy birthday to her, their little sister. And they tell him that they basically, you know, say like, oh, you know, he always gets his such lousy gifts because I think Patty and Selma live to just berate Homer. Yeah. Like that is just their goal in life is to get Barge to leave him. Right. And they remind her about all of the bad gifts that Homer has gotten her in the past. But Marge says, no, he's out getting it right now. He's going to get something good. I believe in him. Yeah, she really... She gives him the benefit of the doubt, I think, quite often. But <laughs> she really should not. <laughs> Homer comes in, and he's got a gift, and he, he puts it in the closet. 
I guess Patty and Summel come up with the idea of, well, why don't we all go out to dinner for your birthday? Right. So they all decide that they're going to go to the Singing Sirloin, which we get a look at this restaurant and it, the waiters sing to you. I don't know how much of like a novelty this was at the time. Like I now I think there's a lot of restaurants. I, th- I hope that they've cut back on this. I never liked when the waiters would sing. I would like kill your mom if you guys would be like oh it's his birthday well, i hated it yeah but you just tell them that you don't want them to sing and then they don't they just bring you your cake or your ice cream and that's then you're good to go you do you do love getting that cake or ice cream it's free and it's delicious well last year you got that because uh, we went to a mexican restaurant oh, for you last year and you yes. got that whatever that um oh it was it good it was like it. That, it was like toasted yeah. and it had some ice cream it was delicious Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know how much of a of a novelty it was, though, in 1990 to have a place like this, or if it was just like, because you go table to table, and it is the waiters are singing songs for different occasions, which it's I think now it is obnoxious in this whole restaurant, too, by the <laughs> you way. You need, this is a COVID-proof restaurant, because the, the tables need to be at least six feet apart, oh, just so you can hear the waiters <laughs> singing your song. But they're um, all different types of events happening. Yeah, there's the an a- anniversary going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know the song. I can do it for you now, but I think it's a real song. So I don't, it's like when we did on the, we danced on the night we were wet, I think is the line that you hear from it. I don't remember what kind of, like it's from, it's like a song probably from the 30s or 40s. Probably. Like it's an old ass song. Right. And then I don't know, I don't know who does this song, but it's like somebody's there going to have a baby. So like the song is, I don't know if they just happened to go there. So like they just decided to sing for them, but like it's you're having my baby, I think is what they say. And I don't know what song that is. I should have looked that one up. I'm looking it up now. That's it. Go ahead. Look it up. It's a Paul Inca Inca song. Yeah. So again, like some old ass. When they sang on Glee, I remember that song. It just popped up in this stupid thing. (laughs) Are we adding Glee to the list? I don't. Should we? I mean, maybe future seasons. Folks at home, let us know who should add Glee to the list. (laughs) I feel like that show falls off real fucking hard but we could yeah, we could we try got, yeah and we got like some bad shit that happens to a couple of the characters and... we've got i mean again like well, like i characters like like, we, like we've said our list is so long that we will do this forever and we are okay with that so maybe at some point you'll get a glee episode so anyway then it pans over and you get the simpsons celebrating marge's birthday no, no you missed one there was a funeral <laughs> <laughs> What's being sung at the funeral? I don't know, but there was a few, there was like a, like, they were all very solemn, wasn't I, You're it? right. You're right. Yes. There <laughs> is like definitely literally... a funeral. <laughs> we learned that Marge is turning 34, which you want to talk about making at least oh, your, boy. your podcast hosts feel old. Marge is turning 34 in this episode. I would say that. Marge and Homer definitely do not act like... Because I think eventually they establish that Homer's 37. So that means that Marge in later episodes is also probably 37 because they're the same age. Yeah, I thought so. And not that that makes it any better or worse, but that would also mean that Marge and Homer had Bart when they were 24, which I don't think is a true. I thought they either. had earlier. 
Right, because they start dating in high school, and then they have, um, I don't know how much well, after that, but, yeah. I mean, I now it's just a... Longer. It must have been not too long after that. I wouldn't have thought so, but that would make Margie even younger, which is crazy, because she does not act like somebody in her 20s. No. So, at least, she's at least 34, but I, I feel like they always make Homer and Marge act like they're almost 40 years old. And maybe it's a thing where the writers at the time were in their 20s and 30s, and if they were writing for parents of 10-year-olds, they'd age them up in the writing, mm-hmm. but not think about the age at the time. Because I think that Homer and Barge, I think that we, we, we can have a thing on this show where we do a little bit of headcanon. In my headcanon for Homer and Marge, they are in their late 30s. Yeah. And they just happened to date a long time and never really did anything before Bart came along. See, that's where it's hard for me to say that because, yeah, it feels like they are late 30s, early 40s, right? But then when I, whenever I think about them having, I guess it was, it was after college because they went to college. No. No? Neither of them went to college. No, we learned that later on. That's true. Remember? Well, I... It must have been during those early years then, like, they would have gone to college. Like, right after high school, they they had graduated, you know, they're, they're doing stuff. And then, oops, Bart, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that's why the oops, Bart thing to me is, like, I feel like they if, would be younger because of the right. reason oops. But I guess that's so not just, true. You could have an oops anytime. It floats around, <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess, again, they've been the same age for 30. I mean, Marge and Homer graduated high school in the 70s. So it floats around quite a bit <laughs> because that episode where they where they met in the 90s is not canon. That's a shit episode. And anyone that tells you that that is new canon or that exists is is wrong. They are vehemently wrong. Yeah, they're they're totally wrong. Yeah, none of that is so, none of that is canon. None of it, yeah. So I guess the timeline really doesn't make any sense. But that's the Simpsons and it doesn't have to. You can overlook it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Bart gets worried that Marge hasn't put on, doesn't want to put on any of the perfume. Lisa and Bart start to kind of do like a little like brother-sister thing where it's like, like mom likes my gift better. Right. And <laughs> I thought Marge did a pretty good job of making him feel okay. Yeah, she, she, she did do the mom thing. She's saving it for a special occasion and Bart's like, isn't this a special occasion? And <laughs> Marge is like, well, if I did it if now... If I made it any more special... <laughs> like, yeah, it would ruin it. it. Right. And then we get the moment where Homer calls over the singers and he brings out the bowling ball. And not only does he bring, does the bowling ball fall out of the box that it's in, it falls out on the cake. Yep. So it ruins the cake. Yep. And everyone is shocked. Bart, Lisa, Maggie are shocked by this. Marge is pissed off. Oh yeah, she's instantly pissed. Patty and Selma are just like, yep, yeah, we knew it. So. Like, told you so, yeah. But Marge is mad because she's like, I've never bowled in my life. And Homer, because clearly he thought of this for himself, because the holes are for his hand. Yep. Custom made for his hand. He's got the name Homer written on it. Engraved, not Marge, Homer. <laughs> nope. Marge, or yeah, Homer, on the ball, just engraved Homer with... Custom made fingers. Custom weight, weight too, probably for him as well. Yeah. Homer says, 
well, if you're not going to use it, I know somebody that will. And it's, like, unbelievable. Yeah, you're so selfish. That is, like, the, the, the worst selfish thing you could do. Well, I don't know about the worst, but it's pretty bad. Well, it's bad, though. It's very selfish. No, it's bad. It's like it's you're bad. buying it's someone a gift, but you're not really buying it for them. You're buying it for yourself because you know that they're not going to use it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's very selfish. Absolutely. So a little bit of uh, what, what the kids have called dubbed jerk-ass Homer here. While they're going to bed, Homer tries to defend getting Marge the ball. She is not having it. She is pissed at him. Oh, yeah. And she tells Homer she's going to use it. And that pretty much prompts Homer to give up because he's like, but you've never even gone bowling. Like, and it's like, oh, he... really? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it makes him literally put his foot in his mouth by saying what she has been saying this whole time. Right. And it just backfires. So now Marge goes to the bowling alley and I love how she asks the guy, where can I go? And she's like, oh, I don't need a lane. I'm just here out of spite. <laughs> she, like, just she just wants to throw it. Yeah. This guy's like, well, you're going to need shoes. So we find out that she has 13 AA shoes. That's a, which that's apparently a big is, foot. She's got some big feet. Well, because uh, I, she... I wear like a size eight and a half, nine. And she Just... has a pair of 13s on her. I mean, that's that seems kind of big. That's Sideshow Bob big. <laughs> Almost. But like, it doesn't even make any sense because like the drawing of her, she doesn't have big feet. She's got like these little feet. <laughs> yeah, feet. she doesn't have big feet. And she tries to bowl, which is basically her just hurling the ball as hard as she can at the pins. Yep. And she can get that one pin pretty well. Yes, with both hands. (laughs) And she hurls the ball down, but she observes next to her or a couple lanes down. She watches this man basically hustle. I thought he was like hustling this other guy. Was he hustling him? I feel like it. Because like, I mean... He's trying to show off for all of the all those hot women that go oh, to yeah, the bowling alley. Oh yeah, the bowling alley. ladies. Yeah, the all the oh my god. You want to get in on some action, folks? Go to your local bowling alley. That is where the single ladies hang out. <laughs> Which I guess I mean that's probably part of the joke is that it's all happening at the bowling alley because he's hustling this guy and he's getting strike after strike. And he turns his attention toward Marge and he kind of walks over to like offer bowling lessons to her. Right. And he's bowling like, Bowling lessons. Uh, yes. But he, he does a little bit of like, oh, you know, Homa, I can't do a French accent today for some, for some reason, but <laughs> I, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to do the Albert Brooks. Oh, no, no, you know, that's true. He, he, said, he first goes, Homa. Because he doesn't yes. know what her name is. Because yes. she was trying to read his her ball. I'm, I'm awfully sorry. Entirely my fault. It is nice to meet you, Homer. Oh no, no, Homer is my ball's name. I'm Marge. <laughs> Your fingers are so slender, so feminine. The thought you tapered for the ball you're using, you need something lighter, more delicate. Here, use my ball. Mm, no, no, thank you, Mr. Um, Brunswick. Call me Jacques. Jacques. Marge. Yeah, I, that's what she calls him, Mr. Uh, Brunswick, because yeah. Brunswick <laughs> is a type of ball. And he goes, call me Jacques. Jacques. He rubs her fingers. A little bit. There's a lot of inappropriate touching in this episode. Well, he, like, puts her fingers over the fan 
Isn't that what it is? Or does he actually a little later on in the montage? Now? She does. It, yeah, he, it's very. He, he's he says very something about her feely. delicate it's, fingers mm. in this. Yeah, oh, and for your delicate fingers. Yeah, it's yeah. something like that. He does have the line. Many, many people have attachments to heavy, clumsy things, such as this Homer of yours, which is obviously a a metaphor. Metaphor to actual Homer, because he is a heavy, clumsy thing. So there's a some improv here. He tells her to throw, damn you! <laughs> and she throws oh, yeah, and it knocks down. It knocks down all the pins. Well, he moves her first. So like it that's was like, right. It was like show me how you bowl. She bowls right. She throws it down the the lane and hits the one pin, and then he like observes her and then like, just turns her and like pushes her a little bit to the side and then tells her to <laughs> throw it again. <laughs> And that's when she hits all of the pins. And he uh, offers her lessons for 20 It's $25 a lesson. But it's a $40 value. <laughs> and, uh, so it wasn't too expensive. You know. 25 bucks? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, per lesson? Yeah, yeah like maybe. One, I don't once know. Once a week, and it's like 100 bucks a month. Yeah. I guess it depends on how, how long the lessons are. but Which means that because Marge is doing this... Homer needs to take care of the kids at home. And mm-hmm. that means that Homer has bought pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which makes sense. I mean, we had nights. Mom worked some nights when we were kids. Yep. And that was the one night of the week was always pizza night. Because Dad, well, I mean, Dad wouldn't always order a pizza, but it just became tradition that, like, we would have a pizza. That's true. We would have pizza, or he would always make, like, mac and cheese and hot dogs, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely those meals. I think Dad was probably capable of making different meals, but we were like, no, these are Dad meals. Yeah, like, that's things. what you're dad making. Meals. This is what Dad makes. <laughs> and that's what we always wanted whenever he was cooking. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There were like three different things that it was like, no, that's what dad's making. <laughs> but it is a very dad thing. It is a dad thing. Yeah. You're making pizza. You're making eggs. You're making <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Period. Pork rinds and a salad. But there is, but I thought it was kind of cute. <laughs> I, th- I thought, well, yes, we'll talk about that. Yes. <laughs> Our dad's, our dad's Homerism, our dad made, our dad's version of making that rice cake with everything on it, or like Homer's space waffles <laughs> is definitely, they're there as well. We'll get into that when we get there. But I thought this was kind of a nice little scene. It's a cute little scene. Everyone helps Maggie get to sleep. And right. Marge comes home and tells Homer she's going to go bowling again the next day. And he gets kind of worried for some reason. I guess because he, he thinks, like, Marge has got a hobby now. Right. Because there's no reason for him to really worry. Um, as far as he knows. Yeah, she thinks she'll do better next time. And he doesn't mind taking care of the kids. I do like the line that Homer has where he's kind of like, I get to spend time with you now, with you, with you kids now. And mm-hmm. then they, like, sit there and there's, like, a beat and he goes, does the time always go this slow? <laughs> or does the time <laughs> always go by this slowly? So, Jock got Marge a bowling glove with her name on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, and because of what just happened, that gives Marge, makes Marge, you know, a little, uh, little, little feeling it now because this is somebody that has gotten something deliberately for her. Right. Gotten him, gotten her a gift. And that is something that Homer just doesn't do. Yeah. Right. It's special. So she feels 
happy about that, satisfied, like a little appreciated, I guess. Mm -hmm. Even though it's very obvious what Jock is trying to do. I don't think Marge understands it quite yet that he's trying to get in her pants. Even though she doesn't wear pants, she wears a dress. But you you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if... I think she's somewhat aware of it. I don't think she's completely oblivious to Jacques' advances. I think that she just... She thinks that she can kind of hold it off or, like, make him reel it in when she needs to. But she's just in kind of enjoying the... Having someone appreciate her. Right. Mm-hmm. So if she can keep him at arm's length, she gets to have that appreciation. I think that's yeah. kind of how she's seeing it. I think she may know that eh, there's feelings there. Jacques probably has, like, why else would he be coming after her type of thing. But I don't think she's that naive. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's I think she's more naive than you're than you're saying. I think I think it's a little more innocent on her part. Okay. All right. But but I but I hear you. No, I, I do think I do think that she is definitely enjoying being appreciated. Right. She's enjoying the attention. This is then where Jack teaches Marge about the smoothness of the floor. First, you must get to know your lane. Feel the slickness, feel the set on a finish. Caress it. Experience it. Quite smooth, isn't it, Marge? Oh, very smooth. Smooth? Yes, very. Yes? Yes. Yes. Smooth? Smooth? Yes. Yes. You could eat off of it. Hmm. You hungry? Yes. Four onion rings! I love the shout, four onion rings. Because two is just not enough. But I just love the idea that, like, he's such a player because he ordered... I think he thinks he's a player because he didn't just get two onion rings. He got four orders mm. of onion rings. <laughs> so, like, stick with me, Marge. I got the I got the big time. Get you all those. <laughs> but then we get a montage of him, again, like, messing with her hands a lot. It's a yes. lot of hand touching. Yep. <laughs> I do love the part in the montage where he dips her hand in the, like, the ranch yes, dressing like, for it, the it, yep. mm-hmm. Like He's got to teach her how to do it, Put your hands right? here. Put your hands you here. You have to get the right Dip amount here. of ranch dressing. <laughs> yes. That's right, Marge. Dip your hand in the ranch dressing. Ooh, that sounds so gross. Oh, yes. Stop. <laughs> Ew. Ew. <laughs> You think um, it is actually ranch dressing? What else would it be? Sour uh, cream? I don't know. It could be. It could be something else. We're very. Gross. We're very. No, I'm not saying that. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? I'm saying. What we're are ve- you thinking? I don't know. Like it could be like like a Thousand Island thing. You know, they have like the special onion ring sauce, dipping sauce. I don't know. Never mind. It's it's some it's it. some kind of it's some Go kind on. of dipping move sauce. On. Just fucking move on, ass. I'm gonna I'm gonna look I'm gonna look this up though. Where I think I I think I like I use ranch on everything type of thing. What are you mm-hmm. looking up? Are you are you reading like what they're eating? I think it's probably like a ranch because of the fact that it's white. I suppose. So it's that or mayonnaise. Blue cheese. Could be a blue cheese. You're right. It could be a bunch of different. It could be a bunch of different sauces. Why would you just dip something in mayonnaise? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's mayonnaise, so it's oh, like okay. ranch or I guess blue cheese. It's something of that effect. Okay. All right. Well, just ignore there. me. I, <laughs> I just yeah. He's touching your fingers. A lot of weird stuff is going on here, and then he drives her home, and he says he wants to meet her for brunch, which I guess in 1990. Nobody knew what brunch was. And I think (laughs) so. Because 
it's a hipster thing. Nowadays, everybody knows what brunch is. Right. But he goes, it is not quite breakfast. This is not quite lunch. Not at Barney's border. I'm away from the thunderous folly of clattering pins. Meet me tomorrow for brunch. What's brunch? You'd love it. It's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. You don't get completely what you would at breakfast, but you get a good meal. I don't think so. Marge, darling. But you get a slice of cantaloupe at the end, and you get a good meal. <laughs> a slice of cantaloupe at the end is so weird. <laughs> yeah, because brunch is now an institution in the United States of America. But I guess in 1990, it needed to be explained. But she, surprisingly to me, agrees to it. Again, now I think she's dipping her toes a little bit more on the on the side of, like what are you doing? herself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Homer wants to say something to her, but he can't think of what to say, so he just says nothing. And the next morning, Marge gives... Which is kind of sad, but at the same time, it's just like, ugh. This whole thing, uncomfortable. Is because it's Homer's fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the next morning, Marge gets a ton of stuff for the kids' lunches. She gets her big bags, like baguettes and uh, toys and Yeah, which is books. odd. I guess it's just because she's worried that something may be coming. She's overcompensating. Yeah. Like, Lisa thinks that she feels guilty right. about something. So, and Lisa asks her, like, are you going bowling again? And she's like, yep. And so, like, Lisa thinks, Lisa is putting two to two and two together. Like bowling is a it's also a metaphor. Right. <laughs> and she tells Bart that she's worried that their marriage is falling apart and tells Bart that they're going through the stages of grief here. And Bart gets angry at her because of course That's he's like, No we're not, no we're not like he doesn't want to hear it. Right. He's in denial. Right. And I think that this is probably where a lot of the I think that this is a lot probably where the Emmy people liked it because it's super serious stuff to be putting into your wacky cartoon exactly yellow skinned characters <laughs> and then we get homer and marge or homer and marge we get jock and marge at brunch and he asks marge if, if she wants a mimosa and again we get a, oh please don't call me that i'm a married woman so like marge <laughs> doesn't even know what a mimosa is which again you tell me Which if in 1990, weird. was that just not a thing? I don't know. Mimosas. It's just a sparkling alcoholic drink with orange juice or sometimes I mean, juice in it. So it's just like American Dad. American Dad's version of Good Morning America is called Morning Mimosa. It's like, like <laughs> that's how much it is a thing. Like right. it would be a brunch drink. And a lot of the times they would always say like, oh, a mimosa for like the bride and the, her wedding party. So it's just like weird that that's, wasn't a thing or, or Maybe she's not. just so oblivious to it. Right. But Marge is nervous because she's there with another man. She does not feel comfortable. Yeah, you can really. tell. And while they're having brunch, Helen Lovejoy shows up. So we find out we get the first introduction of Helen Lovejoy, who is the minister's wife. She's the, And she says, she even says, I'm the gossipy minister's wife. Yeah, I'm the gossipy minister, like, minister's wife. It's like, oh, geez. Yeah, um, you, you know your your place. <laughs> and she's getting ready to basically spread this rumor about... Oh, absolutely. ...the fact that Marge is there with some other guy. Jock, though, quick thinking, because he's a player who's used to oh, these absolutely. situations comes up with the idea of like, no, I'm teaching her bowling and starts taking like the Sultan 
and pepper and like pretending it's bowling and, and how yeah, right like, like oh this is the off, seven like, this is the ten and then what would you do <laughs> yeah so this is where jock goes way over the line because jock asks her to meet him at his apartment yeah and she's pushing faints. it she faints and we get a stylized dream sequence and marge is dancing with him in what she thinks will, would be this like glorious apartment and yeah it's very glamorous a, yeah she's in a gown and he's in like a, in a tuxedo i did like the style of this i do like when they go into these like dream sequences they change oh, and the, the coloring style. yeah and the coloring yeah. like there's a bunch of like oranges in this and some blues and it looks very artistic yes it's definitely it's definitely stylistic it's definitely like something where i don't know if they do this nowadays or not but like it feels ambitious is the best way to describe it. But there is a joke where Marge says, in the dream, where Marge says, oh, you certainly have a lot of bowling trophies. And Jack says, those aren't for bowling. They're for lovemaking. <laughs> in the commentary, they say the original joke there was, those aren't bowling pins. You can figure it out from there. Odd. What like a... they were their penises. <laughs> Did you really have to say it? <laughs> I just for the people that didn't get it yet. It's still weird um, though. Why would he just have a bunch of penises? But I guess they couldn't they couldn't keep that line because even though a bowling pin doesn't look exactly like that, they thought that the like the censors were like, uh, too much. It's too close to like too much. you know, too much. <laughs> I thought this whole sequence seemed like a proto Big Lebowski dream. I don't know if you've ever seen the Big Lebowski, Rachel. But oh, add that to the list. the whole thing. Okay. But yeah, there is a dream in that involving bowling that is similar. But she wakes up from fainting and she agrees to meet him at his apartment. Right. Which is very... I, it's disappointing. I, I'm disappointed. I am, but again, it's like Marge feels appreciated for the first time. I do wonder, like, is she really... Would she really... I don't know. But she I don't really know. I don't condone it. it. I don't condone yeah. it. I'm against it, hundred <laughs> percent. I think that what she's doing is wrong. But uh, and she Homer should, finds... she should set she should set his place and end it. But that's my that's my opinion. <laughs> Homer finds the glove. The glove in like at Marge's. Dresser. Boudoir, dresser, dresser, whatever, whatever you call that. I don't know why. I don't think it's a boudoir. I think it's just a dresser. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> the boudoir becomes the voluptuary. Her dresser. He's like depressed. He's just despondent. And Bart, I think realizing that he, he wants to cheer Homer up here, asks Homer to play catch. And Homer's <laughs> like, I don't even know if I can lift my head. What? That's where he just throws it. Just yeah, it. so so like Bart is trying and he just throws it and it just hits Homer's head and Homer just falls down and, and then and Bart's like lays there. He didn't even say ouch. And Homer's like, oh sorry. Ouch. <laughs> it's very sad. Bart gets scared. Bart's oh, like in yeah. a panic now and tries to get Lisa's help. Uh, but Lisa's like, sorry, I'm on to self-pity. I can't help you. So this is like affecting the whole family now. And Absolutely. The next day, Marge is making the kids lunches and Homer tells her, because he, he just can't figure out a way to express his feelings. So he tells her how much he likes her sandwiches. 
Randy makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and the jelly stays inside the sandwich, and he he clearly cannot come up with like the right way to do it. But he real but he tells her that you shouldn't keep your feelings bottled up. I I mean I think that he's basically trying to tell her like if you are really mad at me if you really you can talk to me like we can let's try to work this out yeah but he leaves and then we get this jock moment at his apartment so you find out that jock really isn't that much of a player he's in just this regular old little apartment building right and he's like psyching himself up in front of the mirror (laughs) um he's going to strike out tonight which it would uh, be a bad thing yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Like, I understand that it's a strike is good in bowling, but when you say strike out, that's that's baseball, and that's bad. Yeah. You should have said you totally get a turkey wrong. or something. He does get one thing right about that <laughs> speech. Yeah, I'm going to get a turkey tonight! I do like that he gets the phrase wrong, and then that ends up happening to him. Oh, absolutely. I did also like the part where he talks about the, be- the greatest moment is the moment of anticipation. Because, again, that is... Our thesis that about, is your uh, thing. Yeah, you yeah, are you are all thing. about that anticipation. Wait for that anticipation. <laughs> Homer can't eat the sandwich because it's the only thing he has left of Marge. And That's so he... really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Marge is on her way to see Jock. I do want to know where Maggie is during this time, but with Grandpa maybe? Like, where know. is Maggie? Um, We did see her earlier when they were, like, when Homer was putting her to bed. Did they just never get her out of the bed? (laughs) But, like, Mark isn't going to take Maggie to Jock's apartment. Right. Yeah, so Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Grandpa has her. Maybe he's babysitting or something. So on the way to Jock's apartment, she sees a bunch of couples. There's, like, clearly, this is very Schwarzwaldery, I think. Because you see, like, a young couple, and then you see, like, a couple couple. with kids, and then an older couple. And then it... And then it goes even one beyond that because then it goes to the, the skeletons. Oh yeah, the skeletons. That's the skeletons holding hands. And she goes to a fork in the road and, and the one way is to the nuclear power plant and the other way would be to Jacques' apartment. And she starts she, heading to Jacques. She can't choose which way to go. But then she um, backs up. And we cut to Homer sadly fiddling around with some nuclear Plutonium. reactor stuff. <laughs> And this is a direct, and the score is the same thing, uh, a direct reference, like, beat for beat to the movie Officer and a Gentleman. This is a movie from the 80s where this, where, I think it's Richard Gere is the officer. Isn't Richard Gere, like, everything? Richard Gere is is the titular Officer and a Gentleman. And at the at the very end, he walks into this like factory where Deborah Winger is like a welder or something like that. He basically carries her out. He decides to take her at the end. It's a romance movie. I don't know if we'll have that one on the list or not, but yeah, I'm sure eventually. One. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen it either. But it's a direct parody of that moment to the, even like the people like applauding and stuff. And the music is directly from it. But, and... but the whole thing is, is that Marge walks in to the nuclear power plant. Yes, yes. And finds Homer. Marge shows Homer. Like, Marge is always going to choose Homer. She carries, or he carries her out, which, like, in Officer and a Gentleman, like, he carries her out. It would have been funnier if she carried him out. Yeah, like, okay. she showed up. 
It might have been too goofy, though. Probably. A little um, too too goofy. And But she does uh, put his Howard hat on, and then... Yes, yes. And Homer joyfully says, Marge, what a lovely surprise. You're here to see me, right? Of course. Tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car with a woman I love, and I won't be back for ten minutes. Because somebody asked, like, what do I tell the boss? I think it might be even Lenny. And and Homer goes, tell him I'm going to the back seat of my car. And I, with my wife, and I won't be back for 10 minutes. Like... <laughs> it's a very adult joke. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Jacques ever returns. I don't think so. We don't but, even see, uh, like, his disappointment of her not showing up. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I can Just get into it. Completely take him out of the damn show. Yeah, he's gone. So that is the end of life on the fast lane. Rachel, what did you think of the episode? Uh, it's fine. It's 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 an okay episode. I I would put this lower on my list, honestly, for for the season. It's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh, okay, they had to have this like uh, thing happen between Homer and Marge, and she's doing something racy, and I'm just like, eh, <laughs> about it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I'll say this. I think it I think it's a well written episode. Oh yeah, it's I absolutely think... well written. I think that the character of Jacques is funny. I think Albert Brooks makes him very funny. I think his lines are very funny. Mm-hmm. I think all that's very good. I don't but... like how big of a jerk Homer is. <laughs> well, I but think I guess my that's problem like, with it... I guess that's just like part of the story. I mean, you're not supposed to like that he's a giant jerk and, and everything, but... I'll expand on this more when we get to our next episode, because I think between this and, and Homer's Night Out, I think that mm. there is... I think that they're part one and part two almost. Yeah, they kind of and... are part one and part two of like the same. Yeah. And I feel like it's weird because of how serious the subject matter is here. I'm glad that we had something focused on Marge. But I, it's so crazy that like Marge almost has an affair. Yes. Like it's just so bizarre to me that that. It just feels they... weird. It feels wrong. But I think at the end of the day, like, the whole idea is that no matter how bad homer is marge is such a good person that no temptation is going to ultimately pull her away because she is a good enough person that she will stay with homer yeah but part of my problem with the episode and why homer never really redeems himself though either so it's like why why, yeah so it's like why does she there's no nothing homer doesn't redeem himself no and Jock gets no comeuppance. Right. And those two points bug me about this one. I think that's exactly what's what my problem is then. I don't feel like it wrapped up properly. Like <laughs> Right. Yeah. I get it. No matter what the Simpsons turned into the Emmys, they were gonna win it this year. But uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't sit well. It doesn't sit very well watching it back. But there are some good bits in it. 
I definitely wouldn't be like, skip this one. No. Like, so, you know, I did say like, oh, well, we'll have to, we'll skip an episode here or there throughout our, our journey through Springfield. And Rachel was like, no, we're doing all of them. <laughs> so that's, so, so that is, we are doing all of them no matter what. Well, um, no. Not that I would, there's kind of not that I would say that skip like, this. Well. Like, yeah. I mean, I do think this one is good it just it, it doesn't have it it's not satisfying it's not satisfying. no it it just doesn't it doesn't sit right and i think that's but, that's my whole problem with it i think homer ultimately learns his lesson and if you put the two episodes together i think it works out better and we'll get to that when we come back with the next episode of the simpsons i hope you realize that playing with guns is an obvious cover for your male inadequacies yeah? Well, why would anyone play with dogs? Why would anyone play with you? 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 Why would anyone play with any of you? Beats us, but Burger King's got them. The Simpsons for three forty nine each when you buy new mini muffins or any size fries. To give you the Simpsons for virtually peanuts, sometimes you gotta break the rules. And we're back. I, I want it. I want the... October's night out. You writing that down to be the, the start. <laughs> so we are back here on Shelf Life after a word from our sponsor there, where we are talking about episode number 10 of the season. It is Homer's Night Out, debuting on March 25th, 1990. This one written by John Beatty and directed by Rich Moore, a couple of guys that we have talked about in the past. Uh, and as usual, I will throw it to you, Rachel. What is the premise for Homer's Night Out? So, why why were they all going out? What was the... A stag party. No, no, no. Well, no, because they were also at the restaurant, too. I just couldn't remember what was, like, the They whole... just decided to go out to oh, okay. dinner. So... It just happened to be at the same place. Yeah, so uh, Homer gets invited out to a stag party, a bachelor party, if you will, and... Yeah, can we stop? Can we pause you right there? Because I don't know it, where the term stag party comes from. I don't think in our lifetime anyone has called it a stag party. I think even in 1990, it was probably like old-fashioned to call it a stag party. I would think so. Like a bachelor party. That is what it is called. Right. It's what it's always been called, at least in the United States. So it's just so weird that it's called a stag party. And it always reminds me of the pilot episode of Family Guy because of... I told you not to go to the stag party because, uh, yeah. like, they call it that in that episode too. That's anyway, true. continue. And at this stag party, Homer gets himself in a little bit of a a situation where he gets a picture taken, and this is kind of like what we were saying before with how the last one was about Marge doing something racy. This is now Homer doing something well. I don't know. It's not equally racy, but it's, you know, something where it's kind of like... This is the well-meaning episode to be, like, the more feminist episode. This is definitely... Why I call it part two is because it definitely kind of feels like it's another Homer trying to learn to appreciate Marge. Women in Um, general. And women, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, like, he gets himself in a little bit of uh, trouble with the picture... And it, it is about him learning about appreciating Marge and appreciating women in general. It, it, it is that it is more of that type of uh, story. The first thing I wrote down was it's strange that this episode comes after Fastlane 
because Homer learned nothing right. and then goes right back to being in the same place. But I'll justify it at the end of the episode when I talk about the con- my conclusions on I feel it, like but... they should have be flip-flopped. Like, yeah, it feels like, 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 like it should be night out should be first, and then... Cause, okay, because it's like, okay, Homer, I've done... Okay, now you've done enough. You know what I mean? Like, now I've had it. Now I'm going bowling. Like, now you forgot my birthday. You were dancing with a belly dancer. Like, right. We're done. But I can justify it at the end, I okay. think. All right, I'm well, try. I'm excited to find this out. So let, yeah. let's get into it, though. Let, let's start from the beginning of Homer's night out. That's a good transition, Rachel. You're welcome. So the chalk gag for Homer's Night Out is thematically appropriate. I will not call my teacher hotcakes. <laughs> which I can't imagine. I can, I can see Bart doing I it to get a rise out of Krabappel. Yeah. And the couch gag is they all get on the couch and the couch collapses. So the collapsed couch gag for this one. Sure. So the episode begins with Marge and Homer getting ready for work. And Homer is making fun of his new employee, Eugene Fisk. And Eugene Fisk made a bit of an ass of himself at work at the latest place because he he started hitting on some girl. And Marge kind of asked, like, oh, does she like him? And Homer's like, oh, I think she might have eyes on yours truly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Fred Flintstone. Such an (laughs) ass thing to say about the woman at work. Well, he's, you know, he's being jokey. Yeah, I know. And... We find out that Homer weighs 239 pounds and he vows to exercise every morning. (laughs) 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 I did think that 239 pounds seems light for Homer Um, compared to like one, how he's drawn and two, just like in general, how they like treat him. I feel like it's light. I guess that's true. Yeah. They keep them at 239. Like, I feel like, and there's a future episode where they beef them up a little bit, but 239 is usually about where he's at. Yeah. But we find out his weight. In the meantime, Bart is reading a comic book or something, and in the back, there's an ad for a spy camera. <laughs> and and he can't resist, and he's like, I've got to get in a mail order and get this spy camera. Oh my god. The thing, um, they always had those mail order things for kids. Yeah, comic books, I don't think they do nowadays. I mean, there's still ads in comics, but they're definitely not like mail order, get gadgets. your gadgets. And, yeah, because like even your, cereal uh... boxes had like the mail, the, the mail and gadget things. I had gotten one. It was like a little Palm Pilot thing that I got from a cereal <laughs> box when I was little. Yeah, or you could get, like, I don't think I ever put in for him, but there was definitely, like, something that was prevalent back then of put in this, like, proof of purchase kind of a thing, or, right. like, throw in 75 cents and you can get this thing. You know where they do do that sometimes still is buying Blu-rays? Really? Um, especially Disney's Blu-rays. I have a few Marvel Blu-rays, and maybe they get, maybe they do this because of the comic book connection, I don't know. Oh, but maybe. It'll be, like, send in proof of purchase, and now, of course, it's, like, 20 bucks, and you can get this statue of you know ultron or whatever but yeah that's definitely a sign of the time that he like puts in for this little spy camera right we shift to six months later and homer is getting ready for work again and he's shocked that he's 239 pounds and (laughs) he's gonna like he's making he's gonna exercise every morning 
And he starts just doing And Bart is like, don't strain yourself, dear. <laughs> yep. Again. I think that we're just kind of supposed to believe that, like, he does this periodically where he, you know, just, like, realize It's 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 no different than, than you, in like, looking life. at yourself in the mirror and being like, ugh, I gotta fix this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody does that from time to time where it's like, oh, I gotta fix this. And then they try it for 30 seconds. And they go, ah, nuts to this. And then they just stop doing right. it. Right. <laughs> Which is very relatable. You know, I do it all the time where I'm like, I'm going to write, I'm going to read. And then it's like, ah, oh, nuts to this. This is way too hard. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to invest and then never do. But the whole point of going over to this future timeline now is one. Now Homer tells Marge that he has to go to a parting for Eugene Fisk, his supervisor. Yep. And so Marge is like. So intern to a supervisor. <laughs> Listen to your assistant. He's oh, like, no. assistant, not an intern. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that Eugene is now marrying the the woman that Homer was kind of like poking fun at at the beginning. Right. And Marge has concerns about this stag party, this bachelor party. And what we end up getting is the male, it's the male, the male, the male woman, I think is how Bart says The male says person? It. Oh, does, oh, does he? No, it, no. Oh, he says male she woman. She says it's the male, the male man woman or something like that. And Lisa corrects him by saying, male carrier, Bart. Right. <laughs> so I do love that Lisa sticks up for women everywhere. Right. Even when talking about the male lady. And we, I do love the where's my spy camera. Because like this, this mailman, <laughs> this mailman has had male it person. with Bart. Male carrier <laughs> has had it with Bart. Uh-oh, it's the female man. Female carrier, Bart. Lady, where's my spy camera? Where's, where's my, my spy, spy camera? camera? Where's my spy camera, lady? Six months. Where is so my, spy my spy camera? camera? Where's, where's my, my spy, spy camera? camera? Where's, where's my, my spy camera? camera? Here's your stupid spy camera. Oh, thanks, man. But she does the here. Here's your stupid spy camera. <laughs> well, yeah, because she because it's for six months. It's been where's my where's my spy camera? Where's my spy camera? <laughs> Yeah, I do yeah. love here's your stupid spike. I do feel like that is um that's but that's used in the future of that just like a kid being repetitively irritating yes. to an adult and the adult being like, Here, now shut up right. about it. I love that Bart then just goes, Oh, thanks, man, and just and slams, <laughs> slams the, the door, door at her. <laughs> it's great. But he takes it out and it is this like tiny little camera. Mm-hmm. And he tries to figure out like, does it actually work? And Bart starts taking spying pictures of everyone and he takes a picture of homer and he takes a picture of marge shaving her armpits and he takes a picture of his his own butt yep which he's ahead of he's ahead of his time because girls at the very least do this all the time and guys take pictures of a different part all the time Ew. it's part it's Stop a courting that. ritual now gross uh, it's enough <laughs> but bart is taking he, he's taking a selfie but yeah, Bart starts taking pictures of things. So now Marge says, well, now that you're, you're, your dad's going to this party, why don't we go out to dinner? Right. Um, like m me with the kids, which was always kind of special. Like, oh, like we're going just out the fort. I did like where when Bart's like just the four of us who escaped. And, and she's <laughs> like, your dad, it's not you. So they go to the Rusty Barnacle, which is a seafood restaurant. And it just so happens that obviously it's a seafood restaurant. 
the rusty barnacle. And <laughs> it just so happens that Homer's bachelor party is going on at the same time at, at the rusty barnacle. So we get Bart being an ass, Bart's being a little kid ass, because he's like trying to pester the waiter. Mm-hmm. And the, the waiter can see through it too. Like this, oh, this yeah. guy, this waiter like knows it's like, the, oh, I got to deal with this kind of a kid. Yep. And Bart orders the squid platter with extra tentacles. Which actually sounds kind of delicious, I would say. Oh, you like that? Oh, yeah, I would no, like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are, f- like, fried up like calamari, or just like... Well, I've eaten... Because the, the way they present it to Bart is yeah. like they're trying to get at him, like, it's basically like fish, like yeah. raw fish. Well, I've, I've had tentacle before, which was just like, there's your tentacle on a plate. <laughs> Not for me. I We had to try it, and we were at like a work like a happy hour thing and it was just like yeah get the tentacle we gotta try it because you're getting like different sushi and stuff so we had to and you liked it yeah it was fine it was just kind of chewy it was just the calamari without the breading yeah but that's like i can i can eat calamari but it needs to be like it it's you deep fry a shoe and and i'll eat it dipped in ranch dressing (laughs) or dipped in butter or marinara sauce sauce or whatever yeah (laughs) marinara yeah anything but I'm not a big seafood fan, as you know. I don't dip my toe in the seafood well <laughs> an awful lot. And so, like, the idea of a squid or a tentacle... This is a full-on squid right there in front, in front of you. <laughs> yeah, no, it ain't gonna happen. But the same thing happens to Bart here because they come back out with the squid with the extra tentacles, and he turns green. He literally oh, he, turns yep, green. Yep, turns green. <laughs> which I don't think is something that they would do in the future but season one get a little goofy with the animation because it's not right at this point the animation is Physically pretty showing. good mm-hmm. but they still do stuff like this where like they wouldn't do it in the future no but of course bart says like can i be excused lisa's like oh come on bart eat your tentacle right <laughs> like marge lets him go in the meantime at the bachelor party Eugene Fisk's dad is trying to tell like a sweet little story about him. Like he, they want it. They clearly want to do like a low key bachelor party, right? And they end up being uncomfortable because that it gets overtaken by like the rowdy members right. of the yep the bachelor party, which are the rowdy members of the plant, of course. And they basically are just like off in their own corner, and, and it's become <laughs> a party for the rest of the people at the plant. <laughs> And Princess Cashmere comes out. Mm-hmm. And Princess Cashmere, they never say she's a stripper. Well, no, they call they, her a belly dancer. I don't think she is a, a belly dancer. I don't think she is a stripper. Yeah. My I don't belly think dancers she's a stripper. aren't necessarily strippers. Yeah. And not all strippers are belly dancers. Exactly. <laughs> but. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but they, they come out with like a belly dancer. So, like, she's doing her, her gig, she's doing her shtick. For the party. Mm-hmm. And I love Eugene's dad goes, be careful, boy. We're in hell or something, something <laughs> to that effect. Which like, is kind they of just shitty can't for take him, it. though, since it is his bachelor party. Yeah, definitely. Folks at home, for the younger crowd listening, because I think most of my friends are married now. I've been to a bachelor party or two in my day. Some of them aren't married yet, so I'll probably be at more in the future. Don't do something that the bachelor the titular bachelor at the bachelor party doesn't want to do. Yep. It is supposed to be for them. So if they don't want a belly dancer or a stripper, like don't force them to do that. That's just rude. That's so mean. 
It just makes them unhappy and uncomfortable. I think back to the episode, and this is one of my favorite episodes of this show. So we'll we will definitely deep dive it in the future of that episode of Parks and Rec, oh, where they yes. all get their own bachelor party. Yes, like that's the way to do it. If Eugene Fisk wanted to play Cones of Dunshear, then that's what you're gonna do. Exactly. Like it's up to the bachelor, the Homer and company, and I don't really blame Homer. It's like everybody at the plant. Yeah, they kind, kind of, of all decides. did this. It was group mentality here. So Bart has snuck away, and the plant people are encouraging Homer to dance with Princess Cashmere. So the plant people kind of like egg, like are like, "Come on, Homer!" And Princess Cashmere is like, "Yeah, come on, get up here, dance with me." So Homer gets up and starts dancing with her. And I will give the animators credit because <laughs> Homer looks <laughs> so awkward here. His like belly, his belly is showing yep. for some reason, and he's like, "Hey!" Like he's like <laughs> his arms are like at his sides. He's like doing like kind of like a yeah, waddle he's back and to forth. Do it. Yeah, the the plants like encouraging him. Bart stumbles in because he hears how loud the party is, and he's like, "What's going on in here?" And he sees Homer dancing with princess cashmere mm-hmm. and he snaps a picture with his little spy of, camera with his spy camera and it, it's a picture of homer putting a dollar in the g-string kind of a thing yeah and which is what you do <laughs> to show appreciation for her work but it is a little scandalous and bart's able to get a get a good shot of this yeah, and he, wa- he you, was able to get a nice shot with that little spy camera and you get the end of the act is Homer going, this is the most fun I've ever had in my life, or whatever. So it's got a very kind of nasally noise voice going there. Yeah, that was not a good Homer. <laughs> oh, this is the greatest day of my life. Yeah, I said, like, once, yeah. once Homer leaves the Walter Matthau impression, I cannot do Homer, and I'm not going to try. <laughs> so Bart goes into... The dark room at school. Apparently his school has a, uh, a dark room to, to like... develop photography. <laughs> yep. He is in there with some of the, the nerdier kids. Martin is in there. Martin is compliments Bart on the quality of the photo. And, right. And, oh, like, who's the sexy lady, Bart, I think is what he says. Which, yeah. what we end up learning about Martin is I don't think he'll ever... Because, like, he... I don't know. He he doesn't seem exactly like the most type of person that would be like, who's the sexy lady? Yeah, I don't think he would be like the person to ask that. But at the same time, maybe because Bart's in there, like he's like, oh, maybe we can make this kind of cool because like Bart's in here. I thought it was neat to see Bart take an interest in photography and do this in the dark room and everything. Well, I think it's the spy part of it. Well, yeah, exactly. Like he found a way to be a menace at doing something that dorky is still considered dorky. Right. And photography has always been considered dorky, Rachel, because well, Peter okay, Parker thanks. was a nerd in the 60s. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Jeez. 30 years before this, Spider-Man was a dork because yeah, well, he, he was I, into I, photography. Sure, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. He was a dork because of everything he did, though. Well, sh- sure. I mean, Spider- Yes. Yes. Because he- Yes. In, this, <laughs> in the Simpsons world, Peter Parker would have been a member of the club- and Martin would have been his, uh, he would have been like a toady for Martin. Oh my god, I suppose so. <laughs> Bart basically says, like, he's not going to give it to anybody. He's just going to, like, keep this copy for himself. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know why he wants to keep a copy. I guess, like, one, it's blackmail against Homer, I maybe? think it's the blackmail part of it. Okay, like, because, like, I don't think Bart realizes, like, he doesn't care that Princess Cashmere is in a bikini. Right. 
Yeah, um, he did, he doesn't really make any play like, like anything about like ooh look like na naked lady or anything like that. It's more right. so the fact that it's Homer dancing with her. Right. But in a very, I mean, nowadays this would be, again, kind of ahead of its time or it's just gotten worse. Somebody takes a picture that they, without somebody's consent, and mm -hmm. now it's all over the internet. And that could happen as easy as can be. Absolutely. In 1990 version, it starts with Milhouse being like, oh, come on, like, how come I don't get a copy? I'm your best friend. Yep. And of course, he's like, all right, I'll give you a copy, but you can't give anybody else a copy. And then immediately Milhouse gives somebody a copy. Yep. It <laughs> goes from and then, there. And then Bart is giving other pe kids copies because, like, Lewis is like, how come he got a copy? I didn't get a copy. So then it just goes around the school. And then, of course, one of the dads finds it. And then the dads start sending it to each other. And I don't know what the joke is. I don't know why it's such, like, a thing that catches on. Is I it just know. because I guess it's... it's because it's he's got his belly out and he's dancing with a belly dancer? I don't know. I don't really understand, like, how... They think it's hilarious. And yeah. I have to show everybody, but... I yeah, don't know. It's not... It's What's not the like... meme here? Yeah, what is the meme? And, and I... <laughs> It spreads, like, Reverend Lovejoy gets it. Reverend Lovejoy is, like, super, oh, no, one of my sheep have strayed from the flock. And it's like, <laughs> he's dancing with a belly dance. It's not that bad. No. I don't even think it would have been that bad for 1990, so I don't really get it. I, yeah, I don't and really Mr. get it. And Mr. Burns get, find, gets a copy of it, so now Homer might be in trouble with Mr. Burns. And I think, going back to your original point, I think it's a joke on Homer. Because the meme is about Homer, not about right. Princess Cashmere. Because Marge is at the gym, and there's like a group of women laughing about something on like a bulletin board. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what is everybody laughing about? And she sees that it's a picture of Homer. And someone has drawn an arrow to Homer's belly. Right. And there's like a, there's like a caption that says like, bikini season is coming soon or something like that. Maybe. Which, like, makes sense for the gym to, like, okay, this is a meme now. So, like, the gym's putting memes on the bulletin board right. to, like, get people to work out. I'm sure it happens now, too. I would imagine. But, um, I don't know. That's kind of fat shaming at this point, then, too. You, I'm, you can't fat shame that much. But... That's right, yeah. Cancel this episode, everybody. They're fat shaming Homer. They're Poor fat shaming Homer. Homer and they're fat shaming a sex worker. I don't think she's a sex worker. Now you no, really pushed it. No, she's not. But I did listen to a podcast about this episode, and they kept referring to her as, as a sex worker. And I was like, she is a belly dancer. I think she works at like a burlesque club where she has. Yeah, like we the find feather, out she works at a she bunch has, like, of like a feather clubs. dance or something. And then I yeah. think like, and then she's also a belly dancer, and that doesn't really think... mean that you're a stripper. It just means that you belly dance. No. Right. Well, I think that that's one of those things where I think people people wanted to, to use this term to not demean people with only fans or like things like that i think they wanted to refer to them as something else i guess and now but... it's just become if you're a prostitute a stripper an only fans per like anything to do with your body if it's if your job is you a to... sex worker i mean yeah, I, so which like... isn't even like a big deal now anyways either if that's their no, choice it's not a big deal at all. So it's like just, but i, I think she's Some like that... a, i think she's a dancer i think her whole shtick is she can like dance and she shows off her body and like i think it's more like 
high class burlesque clubs i think it's more like you know dancing for parties like this i don't think it's like stripped down to her 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 boobs and swing them around but yeah there's a difference between a stripper and a sex worker not all strippers are sex workers hashtag not all strippers (laughs) (laughs) and if she wanted to sure go for it but at the same time that's not true she's doing god's work you shouldn't you you shouldn't assume (laughs) don't don't ew don't you shouldn't assume that that's what she's that's what she's going for but it is fat shaming it is fat so hashtag cancel homer's night out or whatever you people do that get on a fucking uproar about a 30 year old thing (laughs) so anyway yeah this is too racy for disney plus it's a little racy this should be on hulu maybe yeah put it on hulu because i don't know if we can put this one on disney plus like half of their Um, shit is on hulu and half of it's on disney god so marge now has the picture she like rips it off of the wall and she has the picture Mm -hmm. and homer is homer goes to the cookie mart i think this is when we get a little more of of a poo we we learn a little bit more like a poo's like haven't i seen you somewhere Mm-hmm. And we get a little meta moment because Homer's like, "Oh, I, you must be confusing me with Fred Flintstone," <laughs> which I, which is why I said that <laughs> joke earlier. <laughs> but but there's like somebody else there, or, or Homer gets a scratch off. He's trying to get those Liberty Bells. He doesn't get yes. it. He gets Cherry. In later episodes, Homer would be trying to lie to Apu about it, but he just doesn't get it this time. And somebody else is like, "Hey, buddy," and is like, "Hey." And, and then, then doing like, like a, a dance and doing a jiggle. There's a kid that goes like doody do do. Yeah, creepy little kid. <laughs> yeah, this kid that would this kid that would never show up in future seasons. The model of this kid is so freaking weird. <laughs> There's no way this kid shows up in future episodes. Uh. But Homer doesn't get it. He's like, oh well a doody do to you too, pal. Even on the way home. There's like this gang of uh, women in this car, like gang gang of girls in this car, and they're like flirting with him yeah i don't know what their goal is here what their what their shtick is but they kind of are like yeah to him and homer's like oh still got it like (laughs) like that would ever have normally happened to him right i do love episodes where homer doesn't get it right in the future episode where where maggie's being born in the flashback episode and everyone's congratulating him and he doesn't get it Right. Like, I do love when that happens. So he, he's, Homer he's just comes... naive. He's a very naive individual. Yeah, he's so emotional. He, he doesn't think logically. So Homer opens the door and Marge, before Homer can even walk in, Marge shoves the... What is the meaning of this? Uh, uh, Meaningless, Marge. Don't even attempt to find meaning in it. There's nothing between me and Princess Cashmere. Princess who? Hey, my photo. Your Your photo? photo? Uh Uh-oh. Why you little? Why you big? We get a little bit of a a why you little, why you big. (laughs) Because Bart's like, hey, my photo. And they're both like, your photo? Homer goes to strangle Bart, and before Homer can go to strangle Bart, Marge strangles Homer. Yep. (laughs) Marge sends Bart to his room, and Homer's like, there's nothing between me and Princess Cashmere. And and Marge has, like, a shit fit here. She's like, oh, Princess who? And blah, 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 and tosses him out and throws a... I thought this was a little dramatic, considering. Like, I would have been... I'd be angrier at Homer for the bowling ball incident than this incident. Where it's like, and I know that Homer told Marge that, like, the bachelor party was going to be a classy tea and crumpets kind of deal. But it was supposed to be that way. 
and the plant workers took it out of control. Rachel's thinking about this one. I'm letting her think. I'm delaying her thought process here. What are your thoughts? Because what happens is Marge kicks him out, tosses a half-done suitcase at him, and then tosses Kleenex at him and is like, if you have any soul left, you'll need these. It seems like an overreaction. Okay, we're gonna get the we're gonna get the the Rachel. I I can't think of an R word for like you're like you getting on your soapbox. But here we go. I don't know. So it's hard for me to think about this one. So it's like I have to put myself in that situation, and I think I would be kind of upset. And I think I would be pretty upset. I don't think I would kick him out of the house, but I would be kind of pissed and like maybe not want to be in the same room as him for a while and maybe we'd have to like talk it out and make sure that like nothing happened because I would be very pissed off and but it's just a dancer at a bachelor I would not want my husband going to a bachelor party where there's strippers I don't think it's that big of a deal because you're a man Maybe, but I guess that's why we have this brother and sister. This is a sibling rivalry. Then but this that, is why we have a brother and sister team because we have two different I, viewpoints on this. It, I don't begrudge Marge for being upset, but I think this is an overreaction. Don't you dare! Dancing with the stripper is different, in my opinion. But I still think it's a little bit of an overreaction because it was just a dance with a belly dancer. But she doesn't know that. But she, she just tosses them out. She doesn't know what happened, so she she is having a slight overreaction that way. However, I think I would be kind of upset. I I, I would be mad. Um, one, he lied. Two, there's a goddamn picture of you with a like a possible stripper that you were very close to. You're very close to that other woman. His gut was close to that woman. <laughs> <laughs> But it's one of those things. I don't know how I would react in that situation. I'd be mad. I would be very angry. But I I don't think I would totally kick him out of the house. <laughs> yeah, your husband, if, if you're listening to this, <laughs> watch out. But we've talked about that. It's one of those things. It depends on the couple. I think it depends on the people. It depends on the couple. You kind of have to sure. have that discussion as well. Sure. Obviously, we're married. I don't know why I keep confusing so. everybody. <laughs> Um, we had those things. We had a bachelor bachelorette party. Yeah. There weren't strippers at those parties. Homer gets kicked out. And I do like when Homer's like, would a hotel be okay? Because like, where, where am I going to stay? Right. And she's like, stay in the filth you made. And he's like, would a f- hotel be fine? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's still looking for permission. Like, well, how about a hotel? But he goes to Moe's and Barney's there, and Barney's like, no, you can stay at my house, and Barney's, we get a little taste of Barney's life, because Barney is at this filthy apartment. Yep. Just this, it's gross. Just this hellhole, this gross thing. He burps, it's not quite there yet still. First, Homer points out, like, you see that little light? That's my house. And Barney, of course, calls Marge and is like, watch, turn off the porch light. (laughs) Homer's not made of money, which is hilarious because Barney's like so stupid. Yeah. Homer tries to grab the phone and be like, no, no. And Marge like hangs up on him. Right. Because he's still pissed. Barney is uh, invites Homer to go to a party with him because these kind of apartments are great for singles (laughs) like me. And I know I'm not doing a good Barney either, but... Homer is, like, upset with the fact that he's upset his wife. So he is like, I'm just going to go to bed. 
and, and he just goes to bed upset and sad. So again, very much like Life on the Fast Lane, Homer is sad because he's upset Marge. But I, I will get why I think this is elevated above the other episode with, with this next act. So the next morning, Lisa whispers to Bart. She wonders when Dad is going to come home, and Marge just kind of gives a look. I thought it was supposed to be more of like, you know, like, does Marge think like she kind of is doing wrong by the by the kids by kicking him out of the house? But... Maybe, but that's a possibility. That's what she's thinking. And Mr. Burns confronts Homer about the picture at work. So like now he's going to get it. Like now he's in trouble. He tells him he doesn't want any of his staff offending women. And this is going to be offensive to women, so, like, this this could be a problem. And he makes Smithers leave the room because he's going to let Homer have it. Right. And he doesn't want Smithers to see. But the actual reason, he actually reveals that he struggles getting women. And he wants to know Homer's <laughs> secret. That's so weird. And, like, she everybody does... She was a belly does... dancer. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> she was doing her job. She'll dance with anybody. That's what her yeah, job she was, is. Yeah, she was doing her job. It's like when... It's like when a waitress or a waiter flirts with you. She's doing her job. Yeah, and they, or like somebody's not like, even flirting. They're just being nice. Yeah, they're being friendly. And it's somebody like taking it, thinking like, that it's oh, like flirting. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the case of what we talked about, like a stripper talking somebody up at a strip club. Like they're doing their That's job. That's what they're supposed like, to do. They make you feel good and you pay them. <laughs> right. But it is funny that everyone thinks that Homer's just like this swinging party yeah, dude. It's weird. Because of this picture. But maybe that is a little bit of meme culture because like nowadays a, a meme takes on a life of its own and they think like that's that person's identity now. That's true. Like, you know, whatever it is, like name your, I can't think, I can't Insert think of a good example. Here. Yeah. Like I'm, I, all I can think of is, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of one that would but be like But cele- like celebrities, if they're like spotted with somebody. Bernie Sanders of... with his mittens. <laughs> the one I was thinking of. Is like of a celebrity getting caught by paparazzi with like mm. somebody from the opposite sex, and then they get caught with somebody else, and the TMZ is the role to be like, oh, it's like no, not necessarily. First of all, it's none of your goddamn business. Right. Second of all, not necessarily, and third of all, who cares? But if you're like somebody that could have different boyfriends or go out on dates or something like that, now suddenly you're a meme to that kind of. Thing. I don't know. I can't think of a good example, but but they think that Homer is this party dude. It's like Leo. I'll do a I'll do a male and I'll do a female example. But it's like Leonardo DiCaprio, because like they they fought him on the beach with like different twenty year olds all the goddamn time. <laughs> and it's like old Taylor Swift, where it was like, who's she dating now? And it's yeah. like that. Those were like the memes of the time. You would have thought that the, those two are like players, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why people think Homer is a player. I really don't. I don't, because it's just a belly dancer. You you can um, see the money in her waistband. Yeah. But Homer realizes he has to placate to Mr. Burns to kind of get out of this situation, so he gives him some advice. And <laughs> this is the first instance of Mr. Burns forgetting Homer because he's like, I won't forget this, Simpson. Like, he's going to, you know, giving him good advice or whatever. So Homer decides to enter the house and he whispers to the kids and he's like, and like, they all come and hug him, which I thought was kind of nice and mm-hmm. sweet. He's like, how's mom? And they're like, pretty mad. <laughs> so like, <laughs> he decides to go into the kitchen and Marge is still mad. So she won't talk to him. She won't look at him. And Homer grabs a glass of milk. He's like, look, I'm using a glass. I'm not drinking right out of the cart. He's like doing stupid yeah, little stuff little to like try things. to beg. Mm-hmm. Right. 
like he still doesn't get it. And Marge says that she's not mad because he did it. She's mad that he set a bad example for Bart. Yeah. Because the it's like the women are objects. Right. Example. Yes. And she wants him to take Bart with him to find Princess Cashmere and apologize to Princess Cashmere for making him into a, an object. Mm-hmm. For objectifying her. So we get a montage here of the joke, I think, is like that Princess Cashmere has a different name at every single different place of work she goes like every different club all the different clubs oh yeah but they can't find her but there's a montage of homer taking bart with try to and find her and i think can, you can see like she is like a stripper because like some of the places they go to they're definitely stripping so <laughs> well i think the joke is more like bart is bart homer's trying to like teach bart a lesson about this mm-hmm. and and he keeps like seeing the different like ways of objectifying women yeah exactly like he sees like every different type of way yep and i do love at one point homer tells the guy like i'm trying to teach my son a lesson about treating women like objects and the guy goes oh that's a good idea like it's almost like he thinks it's a good idea to treat women like objects like that's the lesson because of the way homer phrases it yeah so some of the places that they go to the name of the clubs Florence of Arabia, which is just a Lawrence of Arabia spoof. Mm-hmm. Girl-esque, which so I think just, is a play on burlesque. It must must be. But it's I, odd that they just changed the name to Girl-esque. <laughs> well, like nowadays, it would almost be like a drag queen show or something. Like Girl-esque? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's like kind of girly? I don't know. Girl-esque? I have, I have no idea. And then there's just Foxy Boxing and Mud City, which aren't like are just very but they do they try one more place and they finally find her and she's very cordial with them she's like very nice about it well yeah like homer's like i'm trying to to, i'm I'm trying to like teach my my son like that Mm -hmm. you're more than just a person in the photo you're more than just the belly dancer can you tell us a little bit about yourself and her answer is i think the joke of it is kind of like it's like stuff that she would put on the dating profile it is like uh, it totally is like she tells her like her turn-ons and turn-offs yep but yeah this and this place is called the sapphire lounge so it's like a little more of like a upscale we're putting on a show like a with like type thing showgirls and there's dancing and there's right. like a lounge singer so she's trying to get on stage for her performance so she gets in place and she and gives like a little spiel Yes, and as, as and Homer's like, oh yeah, thank you very much, thank you for your time, <laughs> and turns and turns to leave, but doesn't realize that he's in the cage with her because of how they were standing. She freaks out because she's like, my boss is gonna kill me, so she steps on his hands right, to like, get him to off the him cage, and he falls yeah. onto the stage during the middle of this number, and the crowd recognizes him, and at first the singer is like, get off the stage, you you fatso like right and the crowd recognizes him is like oh my god it's the guy from that thing and <laughs> um so the guy starts doing the song and like homer starts dancing with and singing the, the girls and singing i do love the little beat that he has to take because he doesn't realize like he's supposed to finish off the line right but he realizes he's doing like a chorus line he's doing like a kick line with the, yeah, like, with like the, a can can almost the dancers and like he sees bart on the side and bart's like getting a kick out of it and he realizes this is exactly the message he didn't want to send to right. bart so he stops the music he stops the music 
he gives a little speech about how we should treat women fairly and which for 1990 it's a probably a radical idea it's probably a radical idea if you do it now but i don't um, think it's a radical idea now my god if it was a radical idea now that's ridiculous (laughs) no i'm just saying i'm saying like it seems like we have to still like enforce that i know i know what you mean yeah it's kind of it's kind of like one of those things like it's like no it's seriously women like but um he gives a speech about you know treating women like equals (laughs) It just sounds weird to say that. Like you have to like give we a speech actually have to that. talk about this. Isn't it just um, the way it life is? But he does, and Marge shows up at this place because, and and it and it makes sense because he calls Marge to say like we're gonna try one last place. We can't find right. her, but we're gonna try this last place. So it makes sense for for Marge to show up. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Stop the music! Quiet, please! I have something to say. Quiet! You with the hair, down in front. Oh no, he sunk even lower. I have something to say to all the sons out there. To all the boys, to all the men, to all of us. It's about women. And how they are not mere objects with curves that make us crazy. No. They are our wives. They are our daughters, our sisters, our grandmas, our aunts, our nieces and nephews. Well, not our nephews. They are our mothers. And you know something, folks? As ridiculous as this sounds, I would rather feel the sweet breath of my beautiful wife on the back of my neck as I sleep than stuff dollar bills into some stranger's G-string. Am I wrong? Or am I right? And Marge hears the story, and the crowd is really moved by this, about how they need to all treat women better. And... Because it's like Marge your wives, and Homer, your mother, your sisters, yeah. your daughters, you know. Yeah, Homer, another Homer advice. Mm-hmm. Another piece of Homer advice. And Homer and Marge hug and embrace. The episode ends with Bart basically being like, okay, folks, nothing to see here. Just my, just my, my folk, parents, my, kid uh, kissing. my parents kissing. Like, <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. And that's kind of the end of the episode. Before I throw it over to you, Rachel, I'll, I'll give my opinion here. It's a smaller episode. And I feel like there are less stakes in here. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that there was anything too memorable about this episode, to be honest with you. Not really. Like, where's my spy camera is probably the best bit Yeah. Uh, of the entire thing. I will say, though, in conjunction with Life on the Fast Lane, I will be able to tie the two of them together this way. Because I do agree, like, it makes more sense for this to happen first. But, but this ending is, I, I think I see where you're going with this. So Homer, I think Homer gets it. Yes. At the end of the show. He's treated Marge like shit. And he has to be a better husband and father. Mm-hmm. And because of the events of life on the fast lane, he got by with one because of how good Marge is. And he didn't redeem himself at the end of that episode. No. And I think at the end of this episode, he finally understands. And his it's kind of a, you know, it's an episode arc for, for Marge in life on the fast lane. Mm-hmm. But it's an episode arc for Homer because by the end of this episode, he realizes like, no, I, I, I have been bad. Right. This this has been bad. So I can see where this episode comes after Life on the Fast Lane because he kind of gets it now. Now, I'm, I mean, in future episodes, he does stupid shit again and Marge tries of to course. leave him again. And But at least for this little piece of season one, it kind of fits. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one a bit was a bit more satisfying than uh, Life in the Fast Lane just because it had that 
the part at the end where it was a little bit more like, oh, something was learned, something was redeemed, something happened, you know? At the end of the other one, it just kind of like, oh, I guess we'll just tie it up and Marge forgives Homer and goes back to him, you know? It's... Which just kind of felt like a little annoying because it's like, well, you're saying that Marge has to go back to her husband because yeah. they're together and she's not allowed to leave him. That's kind of how that one felt to me. And then this one, it's kind of like, no, they do love each other and he's just having, having to learn how to respect her. And now it's like, okay, now she really can forgive him and now he can like yes. understand what's happening. So I yes. do feel this... like them together makes more sense than on their own. Yeah, this is this is almost the forgiveness for like everything that we saw in the last episode as well mm -hmm. as this episode. Yeah, that, I, that is good. But again, overall as an episode, not kind of bland, not very good. Just kind of there. That is Homer's Night Out. We have three remaining episodes of season one, and when we come back after this quick break, we get to make fun of the French. Bart! Go to bed! Sure thing, Dad! It's Bart versus the Space Mutants for your Bart, NES! Oh, Only Bart Simpson can save the Bart. Earth! Okay, <laughs> Get the Simpsons game for your NES from Acclaim! Bart! This just in, tensions continue to mount between Springfield and France over Mayor Quimby's now famous frog's legs joke. The French president has threatened swift and massive retaliation if he doesn't receive an immediate apology. Stupid frogs. We now go live to City Hall for Mayor Quimby's response. I stand by my ethnic slur. Do your worst, you filthy, pretentious savages. Sacre bleu. We will show the stupid Americans who look like the frog, eh? Look <laughs> 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 um, what I brought out. Oh boy. It's my complete guide to the simpsons oh there you mm -hmm. go and before we should have been looking at this the whole damn time well i knew i had it i didn't know where i had it oh, okay. and okay. it was well it was in the it was back in the closet yeah the thing is the only thing that so it has each page is that is a different episode and then each page highlights a different character and then show highlights stuff you may have missed which i'll look at the stuff you may have missed because maybe that's special and then a bunch of quotes and the chalkboard gag. Right. The thing about it is I read this cover to cover all the time as a kid. Right. And now, thanks to the internet, it's basically obsolete. Thanks to the internet. I mean, that's kind of true, but at the same time, now it's on your shelf and it it's still there. You have it. It's you own still... it there right that is our whole porpoise that's why it is our whole porpoise that's yeah true. exactly the whole porpoise not just part of the porpoise the whole damn thing so today or now no 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 well, this is just I... the next one this is the next one yeah, this is the next one. Well, I, I'll not to not to let all the listeners know how the sausage you gets don't made. Have to. For well, for everyone listening at home, it's been you know thirty seconds of break for you. We've recorded this season of The Simpsons over the course of at least five or six different recordings. Are, are you sure? We haven't just been sitting here for like forty hours trying to <laughs> record this. Yes, that's how we're doing this. But because we're Joe Schmoes, we're real life people. Yes, we're right. we're doing it this way. Exactly. Um, so our next episode, we get to make fun of the French and child abuse. That's where we're at. Doesn't that sound fun, one. guys? Will that get us canceled? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's find out.
I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, Francais! And it starts. We'll get, to, we'll get to that one, like 2035-ish. Yeah, eventually, but we can at least if do you, it now. If you're coming back to this episode and you just listened to Trilogy of Error... This is the first time we've done the off-rancé joke. Because <laughs> I'm sure we've done it at least a dozen times. Oh, I bet. I anticipate this. Absolutely. So this is The Crepes of Wrath, debuted on April 15th, 1990, written by George Meyer, Sam Seinman, John Swartzwelder, and John Vitti. I don't know why this has four writers, but it does. It's a lot and... of writers. <laughs> It's just that sophisticated of a show, do of you, an episode. Do you think that one of them knew how to speak French? And that's why they're on that list? So I listened to the episode with the commentary. Okay. And I can tell you that the French is real. Well, yeah. French. It's, I, it's real French. Yes. It's real <laughs> Albanian. Oh, interesting. I don't know if any of them actually knew French or knew Albanian. Okay. But I do know from the commentary that they had to look it up, look up how to translate it and stuff. That makes sense. Like that. Because, I mean, you got to remember, they're making this show in 1988, 1989. The internet is in its infancy. Right. So they're looking at this through, like, books and Yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> or, like, and, so... and calling people. Like, actually calling people on the phone to talk to them. I don't know why there were four writers, though. They they never mentioned on the commentary why there were four writers. Guess it doesn't matter. I, it just does. It's also direct. Well, maybe this is telling why there were four writers because okay. it's directed by Wes Archer and Milton Gray. Wes Archer, I think we've probably mentioned. I'm sure he was a a director on one of these previous episodes as well. And yeah, The Call of the Simpsons was the last episode that he directed. And Milton Gray was a director that you. Me being the nerd that I am when I was a kid and I would watch all of the episodes first and then I would watch all the episodes with the commentary on. Mm -hmm. We would do that with uh, movies too. Yes, I would. Our good friend and my college roommate would say that I I would get more value out of any DVD than anyone because I would listen to the commentary and watch all the behind the scenes shit. and I don't have time for any of that anymore. It's, it's but... kind of like a DVD completionist, if you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're going to go on those side quests... You gotta watch it all. Exactly. Um, but this Milton Gray guy I had never heard of. And I think he's one of... There's a couple of directors that just did not pan out that The Simpsons had. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that means that this was an episode that was written by maybe one of those guys, two of those guys. Mm -hmm. Started to be directed on by Milton Gray. And then it wasn't working. So then it got rewritten. And then it got sent to Wes Archer. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. But this is the episode where Bart goes to France. That's pretty much the... Yeah, that sums it up. That, 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 that <laughs> pretty right. much sums it up. I mean, we have like... So, Rachel, a... what did you think about that episode? Um... <laughs> Foreign exchange kids and whatnot, right? That's exactly what happens. It's a it's an interesting episode. I kind of, I, There's parts of it that I kind of like and I remember, and then there's other it's parts that I'm just like, oh, okay. to it's, I uh, Again, I have not watched these episodes in a decade, at least, and watching it now is, yes, it's interesting. Well, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> this, one, this one was like, what the hell are they doing? Yep, 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 just a um, little. I did pull out this guide to America's Favorite Family. <laughs> and so if, if anything is in here that is not in the notes that I've taken, I'll, I'll try to point that out. But 
The episode starts. We've got a couch gag. Homer doesn't fit on the couch, so he gets squeezed out. And the chalkboard gag is garlic gum is not funny. Garlic gum is not funny. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, because like garlic makes your breath smell. Right. So you're, but it's, it's, where did he get that? I mean, I I would assume a joke shop, but. Maybe a joke shop. I don't know how you, I mean, it's a great idea. It kind of is. And then you offer somebody a piece of gum and you're like, ha ha ha. It smells like garlic. I could see Dumbledore, that being a, like one of Dumbledore's favorite. uh, Like a birdie bot. What was the, what was the, the. Birdie bots. All all the flavor beans. Yeah. Birdie Bot's beans, I think, right? Although Wasn't garlic it? is just a, it would just be garlic. Yeah, flavor. garlic, I think, would be the lesser of the flavors within that I disgusting you, bean a, box. I will never eat those. Like, there's like a Jelly Belly that tastes like garlic. Oh, there probably are. I mean, they have those weird flavor ones now. They have those, even the ones where you like have to spin a wheel and you kind of like guess. It's like a whole game now for people to to play the bean game. There are some disgusting. Oh God, no. <laughs> i mean i like jelly bellies all well and good but like if you do get a, you you either get like you get your standard flavors yep. or you get like if you get a mixed bag or box or whatever it is of jelly bellies good fucking luck because mm-hmm. you're gonna get something that tastes like a every fa- flavored bean bean yeah oh there's oh there's there's they even have these ones called the zombie ones right so a person at my office actually oh, put yeah. these, this was his prank, he put them into a giant tub of just like jelly beans and people usually just come over, grab like a bowl of them and eat them, right? So he decided it would be funny to pour the, the zombie ones into this giant bowl and every once in a while they would be like, oh my god, I think it like those be- beans have gone bad because it's supposed <laughs> to taste like rotten and gross. It, is so it, he said is it was it a zombie? very satisfying. Why is it a zombie? They call though? them zombie beans because they made them it just gross. Went bad? They made, no, no, they made them gross on purpose. They did it on purpose. Yes, that was the point. Yeah, so you would be eating them, and they look like this, the other beans, but there's a potential that it's a zombie jelly bean, and it's disgusting. Well, okay. <laughs> I I don't understand. I don't understand people. No, that's why we're here talking about a show that's that's 21 years old. Anyway, <laughs> sitting in a room by ourselves talking about a show that's 21 years old. Yeah, Ta- talking sitting in a room by myself. Uh, 30 uh, years old, Kevin. Uh, talking talking to myself. 30? You're right. 30 years old. Yeah, that sounds. You're right. Yeah. 30 years old. The commentary is 21 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so let's get into it. Speaking of pranks, this is an episode where Bart pulls a prank. But before he we get into Bart pulling the prank, Bart is just leaving a mess everywhere. To start this episode, there's just crap all over the floor and Homer slips on his skateboard and uh, he falls down the stairs and just takes his back out. Yep. Um, and then just lies there. At the foot, feet of the stairs. <laughs> I mean, okay. But if, all right, I have Imagine a little bit of back pain though. right now. I might not have, I don't know if I slept wrong on it or what. It's just, and it's just that like little bit of back pain. If you hurt your back, you're done. Oh yeah. You don't move. Oh no, 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 no. I understand. I'm just saying. I felt for Homer here. I did like, too. Well, why do you fall like, down the Bart's stairs? Bart's an ass. I've done this. <laughs> that, that's true. You have done that. So. Um, <laughs> the humorous part of this is that he brings along a little Bart's crusty doll. And Bart's crusty doll goes off like the string goes off or something like that yeah it gets pulled and it just somehow. keeps saying you're my best friend over and over and over and over so it's driving homer crazy 
and Santa's little helper comes by and he's like, boy, go get help. And he just licks him. And then lays down next to him. (laughs) He takes a nap next to him. Yeah. And then at the same time, Maggie and Snowball come over and take a nap next to to him too. Because they think, oh, we're just laying here at the bottom of the steps. That's fine. Yeah. Like they're used to Homer taking a nap and they're like, oh, we're all going to take a nap together. It's a nice little (laughs) afternoon. Which is actually kind of cute. But, you know, poor Homer. (laughs) But I do love that time passes and... The the doll is just going like you're my best yep, friend. Yeah, it's getting worn out real quick. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, look at this mess! I told that boy a billion times to pick up his job. <laughs> I like to play with you. I like to play with you. There goes my back again. I like to play with you. I like to play with you. I like to play Don't with you. Don't get help, boy. I like to play with you. 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 Oh, Maggie, my poor back. the boy bring me the boy so really great and finally lisa and maggie come home lisa and mart lisa and marge come home they see homer there and homer is immediately like the boy get me the boy <laughs> yep marge goes up and, and yells at bart to clean his room mm-hmm. because he threw out homer's back so in the middle of cleaning up the mess bart finds a last cherry bomb <laughs> I don't know if cherry bombs are still a thing. Probably not. They're probably like on the, on the, I, I mean, they were destructive 30 years ago. So I'm assuming that they're kind of destructive. I would imagine that they're more destructive now. That's what I mean. Like they've got to be on the, they're like brass knuckles or something. Like they're illegal. <laughs> to, to <laughs> well, have. I think, yeah, I would think that cherry bombs are illegal in most places. So he takes to school because he decides they're going to pull some sort of prank with the cherry bomb because he's got one of them left. He thought that he blew all the rest up. Right. And he shows the guys at school, and we are introduced, while he's showing the guys on the playground, we are introduced to Agnes Skinner, Principal Skinner's mom. Yep. Who will become a fantastically, (laughs) I don't even know how to describe her, just bitter, old, cranky woman. Yep, definitely. Who just thinks that Seymour is just like... A spineless nothing. Yeah, like she kind of like a her spineless son. little failure, I think, kind of thing. I mean, I we're not she's very the... proud of him for being a principal, right? She's proud of him in this episode. Oh, that's but true. But in the future, she's definitely not. She's <laughs> not Agnes Skinner yet. Okay. In this episode, she's calling him Spanky. Right. She's like, like she's son. acting very nice. Yeah. As opposed to in future episodes where she is just hates. Yep. You're a failure, Seymour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just horrible. Exactly. And uh, she's played by Tress McNeil, who is one of their great voice actors, who goes on to, to do a bunch of other stuff for them as well. Does stuff for them on Futurama and, and, and Disenchantment and things like that. So anyway, Seymour is is giving his mom like a little, uh, a little tour of the school, and, and it takes them 
to this point where they find Bart and Milhouse and company, Richard and Lewis. <laughs> and Agnes says, oh, how come you never introduced me to like any of your students? So Seymour does. And they find out that she calls him Spanky. Right. So, but it's it's just a way to introduce us to the idea that Mrs. Skinner, Skinner's mom, is on campus. Yep. And Bart's whole plan during this thing is that he is going to flush the cherry bomb down the a toilet in the boys' bathroom. Right. Because why not? What else are you going to do with it? I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like, to go back to a previous episode on the season... It seems like something that Alan Abernathy did should have got kicked out of his school. True. I would think... I think that's what he did. No, 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 no. He destroyed the... Well, no, he put a smoke bomb in the teacher's lounge. Oh, okay. Okay. Sad that I remember that, but I do. You know, It's similar. It is similar. It is like another form of bomb that has to go off inside of a school. Now, here's my question, though. Lighting a cherry bomb and throwing it into water... um, (laughs) Okay, don't think about it. That way. <laughs> it had, he had to, he had to, if you look at the actual still frame of him dropping it in, there's not much fuse left. But there was a plop. There was a plop. That is true. Because sometimes you can see like those public bathrooms, they don't have a lot of water in them, right? Because they were, yeah. they're conservative on their water. But I don't know. There was a plop. I just, it, it just, it's something that popped into my head. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I won't look into it too much. It's a cartoon. Well, well, I get it. Rachel, when something like that happens, a wizard did it. Okay. A wizard did it. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Are we supposed to believe that this is some sort of magic cherry <laughs> I don't uh, think so. But... But what? No, I'm just saying, like, I don't think so. This is ridiculous. It would not go off inside of the... <laughs> I hope somebody got fired for that. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they get that wrong? So while Bart is letting off the cherry bomb in the bathroom in the boys' side, Mrs. Skinner is on the girls' side. And like every proper public school, the bathrooms are connected via a wall, because that's how pipes work. And so when he lets it off in the boys' bathroom... It explodes in the boys' bathroom, but it also explodes on the girls' side. Yep. And... Because it just goes straight straight through the pipes. And Agnes flies off of the toilet. Now, (laughs) I would like to think that this is why she becomes so bitter. Like, this is is, uh, the tipping point. This is where she realizes that Seymour is uh, a... A failure because he can't control Bart. Oh, it could be. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good call. And that and, maybe and, he, I mean, and she's just bitter. Well, she is only bitter towards Seymour too. So yeah, that that could be what it is. You're a failure, Seymour. And and we'll find out a lot more about them when we get into future seasons. This, of course, causes big trouble for Bart because. Skinner clearly knows who did it because they run out of the boys' bathroom. Right. And he sees that it was Bart. Like, he does, he knows it's not... Milhouse is too much of a, of a geek to do it. Richard and Lewis aren't going to actually be the ones to drop it in, so he knows it's it's Bart. Stick up for yourself, Poindexter. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him a geek. Jeez. Um, I love Milhouse. I don't know if we've talked about... We've talked about Milhouse. I don't know the first episode where they name Millhouse. It may be back in Simpsons Roasting, but it might have been because I mean he was there. He's been there. He's been. He's he's always he's been there with us, all our lives. 
He's um, in our hearts. <laughs> he really is. He's the so, geek that's in our hearts. Meanwhile, <laughs> Homer is obnoxious at home about his injury. He's really playing it up. He's, oh, yeah. He's making Marge do a lot of stuff for him. He is asking her to make a grilled cheese sandwich with some wieners from the can. And wieners. Means, like cocktail wieners. I would imagine, yes. But I mean, a grilled cheese sounds pretty good. Like if you cook I a, do love a, grilled, a grilled cheese. cheese, yeah. It's great. I don't know about pairing it with cocktail weenies and... Uh, I mean, it's um, it's kind of like making it like an adult grilled cheese where you put some bacon on it or you put like some ham and cheese and grill that up. I mean, it's kind of like that, but then it's it's like a big thick hot dog, so I would assume that you'd have to like slice it up or something, right? Oh, you're thinking he's putting the weenies on the grilled cheese? Yes. That's like something that like you'd get at like a Gordon Ramsay restaurant that would cost you like $35. Probably. <laughs> like... <laughs> We put this sausage on this grilled cheese, so now it's like a premium grilled cheese sandwich. Like a hot dog melt? A hot dog melt. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We're copywriting that. So that gets <laughs> that goes under a hot dog melt goes under us. That is um, a that chili, is a shelf a life. Cheese dog, but we're rebranding it because we grill it. Yeah, it's on a, it's on bread, not not in like a not in a, a bun. bun, exactly. Yeah, a yeah. bun is the word that you're looking for. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. But he's he's being obnoxious and he's kind of doing a, a Cartman because he's like Marge, get the door. Like yep. you can see, ma- ma'am. Like it's <laughs> it's straight out of the Cartman book. Absolutely. Because Skinner has come over to tell him what Bart's done, mm-hmm. and he's explaining to Marge and Homer that this transcends detention or suspension or expulsion. I mean, he's pissed. the The guy blew up his mom. Right. So wow. He, <laughs> He suggests deportation. He's going to send, he wants to send Bart away. Mm-hmm, he wants mm-hmm. to send him overseas. He wants to get him out of his hands and send him to France. At first, Homer is slightly skeptical because he's like, well, wait a minute. How do we know that there's not some French principal that's pulling the same trick and they're going to get like some no good Nick right. from France? Yeah, because Which, this is like, it's, it's a foreign exchange program. You've. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's basically it's a not just sending program. him away to like a boarding no, school. You're right. I should explain. Like, <laughs> it, Skinner explains it that it is a it's a way to like because he's like, well, how much is this going to cost if we're sending him to France? Exactly. And, and he explains that it, it's not going to cost them anything because in exchange to sending Bart, they'll get a student in a foreign exchange program to stay with them. They first kind of are like, well, Bart doesn't know French. And Skinner's like, well, a good student or a normal student, like being surrounded by the the language over a period of time will pick it up. Right. And they said, well, what about Bart? And then, then he's like, well, he'll figure out enough to get by. <laughs> so, uh, poor Bart. They're all very realistic about Bart's intelligence. It's true. And then... They don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> but then Homer brings up this point and... Skinner says that they would be they wouldn't be getting a French student, they'd be getting an Albanian student. And on the commentary they said they picked Albania because they were trying to find a country that wasn't well known. Okay. To audiences like a foreign country and they were all fr- they're all fans of John Belushi and the Belushis are Albanian. Interesting. So they picked Albania. All right. Yeah. Cool. It's random. <laughs> I, I one of my coworkers is a, is Albanian, so 
I I know nothing about Albania other than the fact that he's Albanian. <laughs> so when you talk to and, him, and, like, and uh, what I've no. learned, and what I've learned from the Simpsons, he tells him they'll be getting an Albanian. Homer says, "All white with the pink eyes," because he's thinking of albino, <laughs> and it's it's actually Albanian, right? And they decide to ask Bart if this if it's okay. Marge doesn't want to just make Bart do this if he doesn't want to, because she's you know she's concerned about him. This is a weird line from Bart. I don't know if you remember this line, Rachel, because it's such a throwaway line, and I don't really understand why it's even there. Okay. But he's looking at his pet frog in his room, and all he does is say, oh, life of a frog, that's the life for me, before Marge comes up and asks him. I don't know if that's like a, I don't know if that's a French joke. Frog legs? Because like, you know, the French are frogs. Well, like frog legs. Is there a French are frogs thing? I don't think I know that. I know like the cuisine. That's a very French well, cuisine. There's another French joke coming down the pipe about. <laughs> Remember, there's there is another. There's not just the au français. Yeah. There's the one about them being bullfrogs and they all laugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. I, I, I don't think, think I've ever I picked up be, on that. But I think because of the frog legs, I think like the French are froggy is a thing. So I didn't know if like that's supposed to be like a tie-in with the French thing. Or if it's just a weird one-off line. Hmm. So anyway. Yeah, so anyway. Bart is excited. He's ready to go to France because he gets to go on a plane, <laughs> which as a kid is... I could see Bart being excited to go on a plane. Sure. Especially if you don't ever, ever really get to. Yeah, if you're not going on a lot of vacations or anything like that. or getting, Yeah, you don't travel for work. Mm -hmm. Like going on a plane could be an exciting adventure. <laughs> Yeah, you I, you, I doubt were ex ever excited about being on a plane. I don't think I was ever excited. I just like sitting in the window seat. I didn't enjoy thrill rides until I was like 20 years old. This is also so very it's... true. It was very difficult uh, to get you on a roller coaster. <laughs> and now and now we'll be doing episodes exclusively on roller coasters. All right, we're kind of cut right here. No. <laughs> All right, we'll pick up The Simpsons later. Let's get into the Revenge of the Mummy ride. <laughs> One of um, Kevin's first. <laughs> roller coasters it's a hell of a ride um <laughs> anyway if you are listening to this on a plane make sure that you are on airplane mode you can still listen to us oh absolutely on airplane mode download this onto your device yeah it shouldn't be too big don't just stream it yeah it's not that big it's only four hours long the fuck's the matter with you <laughs> um so I, this is a great way it, we are built for working class people I think that are, are working through the day yeah and we are built for travelers because yes. you get on a plane or you're on a road trip or you're traveling somewhere you just pop this sucker in listen to us by the time we're done you're there yeah you know, even, you that time even just flew by <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway look god this is why we're four hours long yes it is um, absolutely i'm keeping it all in <laughs> So we cut to a scene where they're at the airport and they are dropping off Bart and Lisa is jealous that Bart gets to go. Right. Because, I mean, she's like, I'm the good student. This is an indictment on the, on the system. It really is. Because Lisa is the good student. Yes. She is the one that deserves to go to a foreign country and represent Springfield. Yes. But she doesn't get anything because she's the good student. Pretty much. Um, it's, it's a it's very I'll, I'll say this word again probably in the next episode of the simpsons 
but it is kind of like that meritocracy that randian thing of like how the exceptional get pushed back because they're trying to bring up the unexceptional yeah, yeah, yeah. type of thing yeah. which i don't think that's what the simpsons are going for but you could see it in that light you could almost. yeah yeah so they come up and they and they ask him like who's going to france and bart says i am and they just pick him up and toss him onto the plane like he's another <laughs> piece of luggage I think that's the joke that you're getting because like it's like almost like a heave like they're heaving like a bag yeah exactly and then they cut to Albania's airport and Albania is getting we're, we're seeing a deal a deal on his family and a deal is leaving and he's saying goodbye and this is all in, in Albanian they don't give you subtitles though to let you know what he's saying right. but apparently it is authentic at least according to the commentary they said Sam Simon told them no make it as authentic as you can like mm-hmm. cause that's above him his thought was whatever you think a, a regular show would do or a regular cartoon would do, you take it one step beyond that. Sure. So a regular cartoon would just have gibberish. You have to actually go get the real thing. Yes. But he salutes and he's on his way. And Albania at this time is on the other side of the Iron Curtain. Mm-hmm. It is in, in in the USSR. It's one of their territories. Okay. So okay. that explains why he salutes. I mean, we find out why he salutes later, but that's probably the justification for it. They're mm-hmm. a very stri- stringent society. Right. So this, according to the America's Guide to Your Favorite Family book, in their Stuff You May Have Missed in this episode, Springfield International Airport offers direct flights from Tirana, Albania, and Paris, as announced over the PA system. So very specific locations it is yeah to get to get you where you need to be i really like this next part where bart is getting picked up there's a guy that is this crazy he looks like a piece of string cheese the the designs for the french guys (laughs) are very weird because there's one that looks like i think there must be going for like if you watched french be like the french television in the 80s Mm because he looks like a stereotypical like like he's got a a beanpole yeah he he's sh- the one guy is short and squatty. He looks like Marvin Monroe with a beret on. Yes, and the other guy is is a, yeah, a bean pole. But he lo- I think he looks like string cheese. Like he looks like I could peel and eat him. <laughs> but he's got like a he's got like a long skinny nose, and that's the guy that picks up Bart. And it just says like Bart Simpson. And the whole idea was that Bart was going to stay at this French cottage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a vineyard. Right. So they go on their way, and they're in this, like, French Vespa-y motorcycle type thing. Mm-hmm. Bart's in a sidecar. Si- sidecars and roller coasters. That yeah, there you go. That all fits. Yeah. <laughs> add, add that to the... Add, add Hagrid's Oh, yes. Oh, that's, that's a good idea, actually. That's a main event. Oof. Bart goes, gets picked up, and they drive through all these different French paintings. And I wanted to point out what those French paintings were because I have no idea what I, I recognized the one, but they're all like different references to different like famous French paintings. So they are. Yeah, I'm was... gonna butcher all these names. I'll help. I, okay, so it's Bassine or Nymphes by Claude Monet. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, you can you can screw up the the titles. That's fine, whatever. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, I, I know these. I'd I have to. I'd have to see the the titles to probably say them properly. Champ de Blé au Corbu by Vincent. Okay, Nando. maybe maybe send me the names. Send me a screenshot <laughs> so I can say them. Les Rêves by Pablo Picasso. 
and Dejuan Célebé by Edward Manet. Hey, we said we were going to be making fun of the French in this episode. And me being the ugly American that I am, I can butcher your language all I want. So for our listeners in France, just know that I'm butchering your language because um, uh, freedom fries. So there. I don't know. The French haven't done anything bad in decades. Yeah, they don't know if they've really done anything. They don't like Americans. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bassin au Nymphes, Chant de Bleau, Cordeau, Corbeau. And then the Rev, Champ de Blé, Champ de Blé, or Champ de Blé. You're right. You said it. Yeah, you said it. Champ de Blé. I went too fast. Champ de Blé, or Corbeau, and the Rev. Okay. And then Dejeuner sur l'Europe. Dejeuner. Dejeuner sur l'Europe. Yeah. That one. That one's the one you might have said wrong, but that's okay. So Bart's like, "This is where we are going, right, sir?" And I can't say, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like Chateau Marson, I think is how he says it. Chateau Marson? Yeah, the castle house. Oh, okay. Chateau Maison? Chateau Maison. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember them ever naming these French guys, but according to the book, it's Hugolon and César are César. the names of the <laughs> French guys. I don't know which one is which. I think Oulal is the short one. But they are named after peasants from this French film called Manon of the Springs. Talk about an esoteric reference. Just a little. Genius. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, he's got a picture of one of the wine bottles from this vineyard. And it's like, it looks like this nice countryside Mm -hmm. French place. Right. And he pulls it down. It's a nice reveal. He, he, it's got the picture of it, and he pulls it down, and it's just this shithole. It's this terrible dump that, that hasn't been kept up in, in forever. Sure. It's, it's just horrible looking. And before they arrive, the one French guy tells the donkey, I think it's a donkey, right? Yeah, it's a donkey. <laughs> tells him all of your backbreaking, all of your, you know, time of, we'd put the clip in, but it's in French. So, you, you know, unless I mean, we could still put it our, in there. Well, unless you're one of our French friends, our French lifers, you're not going to be able to tell. But so he tells the donkey that your days of backbreaking labor are over. So they're they're literally going to use him like a, a mule is kind of the idea. They start just digging through all of his stuff the second he gets there. They give the donkey Bart's lucky red hat. And they basically say they're going to sell all the stuff that he brought with them. And they tell him that the life here is going to be hard work. Welcome to your new home. Escape is impossible. My name is César. This is my nephew, Hugolin. You may find life here at the Chateau Hard. But if you shut up and do exactly what we say, the time will pass more quickly. He's right, you know. But if he shuts up and he does what they say, time will go much faster. I just, I just like that line because it's like not even if it's it's hard work living here, but if you just kind of if you go along with it and you do what we say, like it'll be, you know, you'll be rewarded. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. The time will time will go faster. Yeah. Like, you'll, like that's that's the uh, the best part of it. Right, right, right. In the meantime, we go back to America, and a deal is this nice little kid gets off the plane and he is affectionate toward the family and mm-hmm. he's like. You must be my new father, Homer. And like, 
he's so very sweet yes he acts yes. very sweet yes but but he's doing it deceptively mm-hmm but Homer is very taken by Adil. Right, right. Adil, whose last name I will not try to say, but it's the same Isn't it just last Hoxa? name. It's yeah, I think it's Hoxa, but it's apparently the same name as the Albanian president, which oh. they got out of a book about Albania at the time. Interesting. So they were like, "Well, this name on the same as the Albanian." Like we know it's a la- we know it's an Albanian name. Right. One line that I did forget, which I think is good, and it's in the book that I have next to oh, me, good. so I will say it. When they're going, Lisa d- Lisa's jealous, and she does ask, what do you know about France? And Bart goes, I know I'm going, and you're not, which is a... Oh, it's it a, is good. It's a good retort that, by Bart. That is a very good uh, brother-sister retort. It reminds me of when um, we were joking around, and you said, you're adopted, and I said, good, because <laughs> then I'm not related you said, to you. you. Say, yes, exactly. <laughs> very good. Very good. We cut to the school where Skinner is introducing a deal to the kids of the school. Right. And I really do like this line because... You may find his accent peculiar. Certain aspects of his culture may seem absurd, perhaps even offensive. But I urge you all to give little a deal the benefit of the doubt. In this way, and only in this way, can we hope to better understand our backward neighbors throughout the world. Thank you, Principal Skinner. Thank you, fellow students. Although I have only been in your country a few days, I have already found Americans to be most trusting. Although officially I am required to hate you, I want you to know I do not feel it in my heart. So it's just putting down this idea that, like, yes, his culture is backwards and Mm -hmm. stupid because we know best. Of course, Uh, that's that's America's way. That's right. That's right. And if anyone in America knows best, it's shelf life. Keep that in mind. Uh, So the line after that, though, is great because it's a deal saying, although officially I am required to hate you, I do not feel it in my heart. (laughs) If I ever get to give a speech to the general public, I think I might have to throw that line It's in a there. great line. It Just is a great like, line. Although officially I am required to hate you. Like, I don't know what, what in what context that could be, but just very good. So then later on we see Adil getting along, how he's interacting with the family. Mm-hmm. And Adil and Lisa are getting into a debate uh, about the oppression of cap- capitalism versus the land of opportunity, which has Adil saying 5% of the people own 95% of the wealth. It's worse now. And Lisa <laughs> saying that she's standing up for a country that allows you to think and say and do whatever you want, which of course is also true. Mm-hmm. And Homer kind of points that out that, well, you're you, both right. You're both right. So, <laughs> so, but good I on you, Homer, that. for actually knowing. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's kind of the joke is that, and I don't know if the idea is that with Bart out of the way, Homer's getting smarter or if, it's one of those things like the future running gag about how Homer loves trivia about the Supreme Court justices because he's kind of <laughs> like maybe a deal's right about the capitalism being of the oppressed and maybe Lisa's right about it being you know yeah yeah so it's weird that he kind of followed their their debate. conversation mm-hmm. but I think that's the joke that's the joke. <laughs> But Adil even does the dishes, and Homer's like, man, I used to think that we were a horrible family, and 
we it was all of our fault but it was actually bart's fault is kind of what he's getting Mm -hmm. at and lisa is disgusted by this because she's just like how like easy homer is kind of like giving up on the idea that like oh bart is the reason that we were always kind of like fighting with each other right yeah he's pretty much blaming Uh, all of their miseries on bart at this point yes right and so she she's mad at him and marge calls him like you you can't you know like what are you doing Mm -hmm. meanwhile bart is given a turn up for dinner poor poor bart his clothes are becoming uh more ragged yep well because they they did sell his suitcase they sold his suitcase and all of the stuff that he brought yeah so he has one pair of clothes for three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can, you cannot sleep there. That is Maurice's bale of hay. You can sleep on the corner. So he, they yep. like tell him to, they, they tell him that he's going to sleep in, on this bale of hay and the donkey goes and sleeps on it. So they're like, well, the floor is good enough for you. Yep. This, I wrote down, this is some crazy child abuse. Oh, it really is. Show. Oh, truly. It is. <laughs> Uh, and like it, yeah, because it's, it's in cartoon form, it doesn't feel as bad. But man, if you really think about it, that is child abuse. Yeah, he's he's getting abused, and it's I don't know. I assume, I just don't. I I it as a like watching this in the past, mm-hmm. I never got that impression of like, oh, this is really bad. But now I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah. Which I guess just comes with more like context of thinking about what's going on here. Exactly. Like, he's, he's being abused mm-hmm. and it gets worse. So Adil tells Homer, Papa Homer, dad, I think he calls him dad. I think Papa Homer is Pepe from a future episode. Um, I don't know. It might Adil, be both. I'm not, re- I don't remember it now. I think Adil is just dad. Yeah. But he asks Homer or is to take it father? him to... I don't think he it calls sounds, him I don't know. Father. It just sounds more formal for him to say. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We'll find out later. It doesn't matter. But he asks Homer to go to the nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. So Homer takes him there. And when Homer tells him that we can go, he does what I think is our first excellent. <laughs> he, like, he even does it with... I'm doing the hand motion and no, none of you can see it at home. But he's he does like the hand like excellent yes where the, the fingertips the touch Burns. yes <laughs> uh, so I think that's our first one so it, not Mr Burns gets doesn't get the first no one. deal it, it starts with a deal so is a deal like even more evil than Mr Burns that's the question though well he's... <laughs> what we learn well he's just he's doing what he needs to do for his for his, his country. country for queen and country except I don't know if that's kind of a albanian thing that's that's more england but that's that's whatever well i can tell you a little <laughs> bit more about i'll tell you a little bit more about albania about his um what he who he's named after his surname that hoxa or hoxa. hoxa yeah so uh i don't know how I'm, I'm just pretending i know how to say it he was a communist dictator all right known for a combination of paranoia outlandish behavior and effort to keep the country isolated from the rest of the world okay um <laughs> Like every other Sounds about right. communist dictator in the USSR. He had been famous for building 75,000 bunkers wow. in Albania to protect from an American invasion he prophesied about. Which, of course, never happened. He kidnapped a dentist who bore a resemblance to him oh. and forced him to undergo plastic surgery to get a new job as his body double. Wow. He banned beards, bow ties, and color TVs in Albania. Beards, bow ties, and color TV. 
Well, all things that are very Western, of course. Oh, okay. That's from the wiki. I had heard from my coworker about the bunker thing before. So, Adil might not be evil, but Enver Haksa, well, borderline communist dictator. Yeah, you know, typical dictator. Yeah. So, anyway, a little bit, a little bit of fun fact there. If we have any listeners from Albania, you know, send in your thoughts. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. About the bunkers, I'm curious. Turn them into anything. Oh, those, yeah. Those could be some pretty sweet, like, pop-up bars or, uh, like... Wow. <laughs> things now. I don't know. I, I, I'm very curious, actually, about it to kind of learn more. Back at the Chateau Masson, Bart is asked... He's first taught how to peel a grape off a vine. Mm-hmm. You take it with your, your fingers. Very... This is very necessary to talk about. You take it with your fingers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, you're going to pinch them. You squeeze it. And then you peel, and then you drop it in the bucket, and then and then he asks Bart to try, and Bart does it in like a second because he's just, it's literally just peeling a grape right, off you're the vine, pick, plucking one off the vine. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay, great. Now do that a million times because <laughs> he has to do it for the entire vineyard. Yep. Uh, and it looks like the two French guys are not doing any work they're making bart do all of the work so while bart is going along and keep in mind he's being fed turnips he decides to take a grape off the vine and eat it himself Mm -hmm. and they punish him for this they they slap him in the back of the head and they're like you ungrateful swine we give you shelter we give you food right you know just some more lovely child abuse child abuse yeah. yeah at the plant Homer is teaching a deal about American choice and it brought a a tear to my patriotic eye because he's showing them that we have the option of glazed, strawberry filled, and frosted donuts. Mm, mm. And that, my friends... Is America. That is America. That is... Mm. Don't laugh at that, Rachel. I'm not laughing. That is... That's the true essence of America. That's... that's First of all, that's diversity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's freedom of choice. Freedom of expression. And and by God, that is the American way. It is a very creative metaphor. (laughs) If we can learn any... If we can learn anything, a a box of a dozen donuts picked at random, that's America. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, Adil's not as impressed with the box of donuts as I was, but he does ask Homer if they can go look at the plutonium isolation chamber and he starts taking pictures around the plant. And... Oh, it's really cute that Homer does this though. Oh, you like that? So tell, tell what Homer does. Well, so he's, t- so, uh, Adil is taking pictures cause you know, little spy camera taking pictures, trying to, you know, get, get all the information about the nuclear plant. And Homer thinks, oh, we're, we're going to take pictures together. So he even, like, gets in the picture and is, like, jumping in, like, here I am. And then <laughs> I thought it was just kind of a cute thing that Homer well, would do. I think, yeah. Because he and, thinks the deal's having, like, a nice time and he just yeah, is all excited. Yeah, interest and... in his work. Exactly. So what we end up finding out later on when Homer and Marge are having a discussion in bed about a deal and homer's like oh that a deal he's so sweet and marge wants homer to admit that he loves bart right and he does <laughs> reluctantly right but then he you know homer or marge basically says like yes a deal's very sweet like he, he mm-hmm. is a, a nice kid homer has put up a picture of a deal in their bedroom <laughs> oh my god so he He's all in. Mm-hmm. Um, but He's replacing it, Bart at this point. It cuts to, it does like this little like thing where like you get like this little like wire and it follows the wire to the treehouse. 
because we find out that Adil is in fact a spy for the Albanian government. Dun dun dun. Yes, uh, uh, because I mean, if they think they think the U.S. is going to invade, and of course it's going to be Homer's. You know. Yeah, little Springfield nuclear power plant that's gonna yeah like start well, it all. Mr. Bur- Mr. Burns might have True. some connections. Although I would think that he would be selling plutonium to the Albanians. Yeah, I have a feeling it would be more of that like black market stuff happening there yeah. than than the opposite. And we find so he's sending he's sending these pictures that he took to the Albanian government. We find out his nickname is Sparrow. <laughs> yep. That is Adil's spy name, Sparrow. Is that from something? Because it sounds like it would be some from something for it, like it a, some sounds spy like it's a movie. Generic spy name. Yeah. You know, like there's even a movie now called Red Sparrow with Jennifer oh, that, Lawrence. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Learning how to be like a seductress Russian spy. <laughs> yeah. That's a, we- that's a weird. Movie. I never watched it. I've seen parts of it. I, I, I've never now ever now the now the listeners are gonna put it in as a listener request probably because I'm gonna course. say that it's kind of dull, but it was too dull to keep track of. But it is called Red Sparrow. But I'm sure Sparrow is just like a generic spy name that's probably in a James Bond ripoff or something sure. like that. I don't have anything in any of like the trivia that says it's it's particularly from anything. Okay, so we learn his name is Sparrow. Yes, I'm sorry. Where were we? So anyway. At this point, Bart is coughing. He's sick. It's like wet and yep. bad, and and he gets this letter from Marge that like asks him why he hasn't written. Like maybe you're just having too much fun, it's, and yeah, and uh, your your father. Well, last night he fell asleep saying how much he loved you, and it's just making Bart feel even worse. It's really sad. That it's like horrible. hits you. That one hits you. That whole little scene right there. And maybe they thought because of how bad Bart is in the first act that it, they wouldn't, that maybe you thought like, okay, this is bad. Like everything that's having to do is bad, but maybe you'd understand like he's getting some comeuppance, but like this is overboard. Like oh, yeah. he's, he's being abused. Absolutely. This is way more than I would have uh, expected to happen. What ends up happening is the French guys want to have, I keep calling them the French guys. I hope that's not offensive. Uh, the French guys watch Frenchmen. Have... The Frenchies. Bonjour. That sound that sounded almost like you're about to say buongiorno, and I was like, that's that's not French. No, I was gonna do bonjour. Yeah, I can't remember what uh, Willie calls them. Cheese eating surrender monkey. Oh god. <laughs> The, the Maybe that's why of... he looks like string cheese. Yeah, exactly. The French have a lot of, or the Simpsons make a lot of fun at the French's expense. But it's they true. make a lot of fun of, out of out everybody, of everyone. Yeah, so. which is fine. Make fun of everybody. They, they, yeah. As long as you make fun of everything, right. everything. Like, they want to make their wine, but it isn't old enough, and they're being very, very impatient. Oh with yeah, this wine. Because like you'd think that a good vineyard would take years mm-hmm. to come out with mm-hmm. a, a wine at least a few it's... months <laughs> at least and they're like no we need to get this done now we need to get this in the stores so they are basically deciding that they're going to expedite the process mm-hmm. using antifreeze yeah that's interesting concept there which apparently was a thing mm-hmm. it was in the 1985 I will not be able to say this, diethanol glycol, 
diethylene glycol. It's a minor ingredient in some antifreeze, but there were some wineries in Austria that were trying to basically do this, where they were trying to blend this stuff in to make it so that matured, it, it fermented into wine faster. Mm-hmm. So it's based on a real thing. But they say but you we have can't to be put... so careful. That's well, it's, it's illegal. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like, but I mean, like, if you're gonna do anything with chemicals like that, you have to be very careful with the amount of chemicals that go into but anything. That's why most sophisticated places have chemists it, abso- working absolutely. on their yes. working on their alcohol calculations. Yes, but they don't want to wait. Nope. And I, I have been struggling this entire episode to not do a bad French accent to not, you know, for the folks at home. But so just know that I'm holding that back. <laughs> but they, they basically say, like, we'll put antifreeze in it. And they're like, well, it'll make people blind. And they're like, no, we'll, we'll test it. Or, you know, they see Bart outside the window because it's like pouring rain. It's cold. Mm-hmm. And they're like, get out of here. I'll do it. I'll do that line <laughs> as French. Get out of here. So then... Uh, <laughs> We're we're not clipping anything in this one. We're just gonna have Kevin uh, do all of the the lines because I think it's great. I'm never gonna be allowed in France. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled for doing a bad French accent. Put a disclaimer Jeez. in front of this this part that all of the accents are done poorly and no one should. And we love the uh, French. Yes, we love the French. <laughs> Viva I, la France. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know. I, was I can to I can do French. <laughs> Un peu, but After I can. All, I am French. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either this or the child abuse, folks. So <laughs> we have to get our, our mileage out of something. So they tell him come come here because they're gonna test the antifreeze on him he's like no way man there's antifreeze on him. he's like drink this so they, <laughs> they basically force him to drink it sure because they're like here's your poison this is france <laughs> i feel like i'm doing you know what i'm doing this based off of ed folks i i will recommend this particular episode of this podcast I'm basing it off of the Confessions of a of a oh Marriage Counselor episode of How Did This Get Made, where they're making fun of the bad <laughs> French accents in that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But, so we're fine. Um, Don't worry about it, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. If Tyler Perry can do it, I can do it. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> uh, they say, you know, in France, it's customary for children to have a little wine now and then. But so they make him have the take the wine mm-hmm. and they basically test his eyesight right then and there, which I don't think is how that would work. I think it would make you deathly ill and then you would go blind. Probably. I mean, you might just go blind right away. I have no idea. But they Drinking tell him, like, look, he didn't go blind. So they send him away. They send him out to go get some more antifreeze. And Bart is given an address to go to. He can't find it. It gets wet, so he can't figure it out anyway. And he's just lost, and he's cold and alone in, yes, in the it's foreign very country. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty pretty bad. And he finds he he sees this uh, a cop, right? A French policeman, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, finally, like maybe this is like a, some saving grace here. And he's trying to explain to the guy, like, what's going on and, and how he's being abused. 
but the Frenchman does not understand what he's saying. Right. So he takes out like a piece of candy and he gives it to Bart. Mm -hmm. like, he's like, he thinks this is like this little street urchin. Sure. Yeah. And he's just like, here's some food. Go on. <laughs> and walks away. Yeah, because I think, but does as... he even say like, I don't speak English? Is that what he says? Je ne parle pas anglais? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have like any of the translation that he, he says, but... It might be something like that. As he's begging for help, the policeman can't understand him. So Bart starts walking away and he's like, I can't believe that I spent like three months in this this country. I haven't learned any French, but like in the middle of saying it, he starts speaking fluent French, sure. realizing that he has picked it up. I'm so stupid. Anybody could have learned this dumb language by now. Here I've listened to nothing but French for the past two mois. Et je ne sais pas un mot. Eh? So he runs back to the police officer. And he tells them, like, you got to help me. They make me work day and night. They don't feed me. They make me sleep on the floor. They put antifreeze in the wine. They gave my red hat to the donkey. <laughs> and the officer's response is, they put antifreeze in the wine? That is a very serious crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sad. So it, it, the joke, of course, being, like, all the stuff that they did to Bart, that's not, that doesn't matter. But yeah, they put antifreeze in the wine. So he called, you know, he tells... The, the officer like you're my hero for you know you've you've saved me and bart becomes this uh french hero for saving the french wine and he basically goes on tour of france because he saved the wine right. from being doused with antifreeze yep. and we get all of these different things he was on Newsweek, which is spelt very frenchy and he gets to go on like a real tour of france at this point mm -hmm. so it all it all ends well for bart after all of that punishment meanwhile uh, back <laughs> in springfield um, sorry that that's what popped into my head when you said meanwhile <laughs> what did the um day of the tentacle when it goes meanwhile and it goes da -da 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 -da. Oh, and then it has sorry. like the newspaper up and there's a cow and yep well I moving on <laughs> no, day of the tentacle is on the list <laughs> i do love day of the tentacle <laughs> so sparrow is doing his thing Adil is doing his thing in the treehouse, and there's all of these agents, these FBI agents out front, or CIA even, in front of the Simpsons house. And Homer's like, I'm his neighbor, what do you do? And like, <laughs> not quite getting it that... Uh, they're in front of his house. They're in front of his house. At first they don't want to tell him, and then they're like, oh, all right. And, they're, and they kind of tell him, like, well, we've, we found a spy, and, mm -hmm. and, and Homer's like... Oh, a deal would a deal would think that this is so neat. And they're like a deal, <laughs> Sparrow. So he basically Homer basically gives up his position, and a deal gives up his position even more because he drops the microphone. Right. And so they they storm in and they they grab uh, a deal. I can't remember if I was listening to another podcast or something about this episode where they pointed out that like in a if this was in a future season like. They would have also like bashed in the windows at Flanders' house and like oh, yeah. pinned Flanders to the ground or something. Yeah, like, like just like just <laughs> going to for each one of them, trying to find it, out it which ends, who it, it is. It ends very 
uh, anticlimactically where like they just get him. Like we don't right. even really see them like get him. Like oh, it would have yeah. been like the whole house would have been trashed. And... Oh yeah, that would have been probably more fun. And like even after he's gone, they're just still trashing houses and <laughs> yeah. So they ask him like, are they gonna arrest? a deal and they're like well actually we're exchanging him and it for one of ours yeah it was like <laughs> they just have these kids spies yes. so there was some american spy kid in albania it, isn't um, he like he kind of sounds like so sparrow we yeah, meet again he sounds kind of like this so sparrow so sparrow we meet again i don't know if he was that much you made him like anime all right, all right. I thought it was Fine, just so Sparrow, we meet again. I thought it was more all like right, that. Was... <laughs> all right, that was, that was better. Fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, yep. But, but anyway, they do like a thing like, like, yeah, we, you know, we've done this before. And they're like, I think we're getting too old for these spy games, which <laughs> another like commentary of like, oh, these freaking adults making us do this is so stupid. Right. But while, and uh, Homer still doesn't quite get it because he's like, goodbye, Adil, I'll send you those civil defense plans you wanted. <laughs> like, as long as he was nice to Homer, that's all Homer cares about. Oh, yeah. Which is true. It's like, oh, yeah, he may, he may have been a spy, but he was a nice kid. He's a nice spy. Bart comes back, and he has very stereotypically French gifts for the family. <laughs> Doesn't he have a uh, beret he, on everything, too? He has a beret on. He got Maggie a balloon, which I think <laughs> is a reference to another French film. Yes, I, there's um, a lot of French films where they have, like, a bright red balloon, and it's black and white. I think there's something with that. I don't mm. remember what it was, though. Someone uh, remind some... me of that movie, because I know there is yeah. one. I'm Folks pretty sure I watched it in my French let class. Let us know what that reference is. <laughs> yes, because you did... We didn't say this at the beginning, but Rachel took French in high school. I did. Uh, so she's an ex... She's our French expert. Uh, absolutely, which, which, yes. which is why she's been defending the French, and I have been giving it to the, the entire episode. Only a I little. Hope, like, they... <laughs> I, no, let, let me. Well, I, I hope I, I think the French are good. Have good humor. They I know would imagine we, we're doing this. We're I'm being. They would sick, laugh you know, at us. Ha 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 ha. Yes. One. <laughs> I hope that I've been giving it to America just as hard. That's what she said. And <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> we are having fun. We I we're not being. Rachel and I are totally in kayfabe on this, and you we'll teach you what kayfabe means later. But do not. You know, put the disclosure at the bottom of the screen. All opinions and jokes on shelf life are just that, jokes. Oh, yeah. We don't mean anything. Here. All people We're, will be made fun of, no matter we what. Are being totally satirical. <laughs> These are not necessarily our own opinions, although what goes on our shelf is for sure our opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. That, that matters. That matters. You put that disclaimer anywhere. Just imagine a ticker going across your screen that you can't, you're not looking at because <laughs> you're just listening to this right now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's got the balloon for Maggie. He's got a little guillotine figurine for Lisa. Which I mean, that's adorable. You s- yeah, you could send, if you want to send us gifts, send us a little mini little guillotine. Little Marie Antoinette guillotine. Um, if you'd like chop like carrots or something, that'd be like a fun little carrot. Oh my god, chopper. I would love that. <laughs> I want one. I want I a little there's... guillotine. There might be a little, there might be that uh, something well, or, or don't other. Don't they have those for cigars? Don't they even call oh, like them like chopper? mini guillotines? Yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I want one. Uh, <laughs> I he, would do it for vegetables. And he got Homer and and Marge some wine. Mm-hmm. I assume not from Chateau Massel. <laughs> I assume it's some good French wine. Um, <laughs> well, considering the name of it, <laughs> it might be. 
but Lisa Lisa says he brought us gifts his first unselfish act so the idea I guess is that there was some character growth over this episode right whether or not he keeps it there was some character growth yes exactly I did find it sweet Homer's true feelings kind of come through here Mm-hmm. When Bart goes, where's the big guy? And Homer goes, oh, he means me. Right. <laughs> and, like, and, he, and he hugs Bart. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that that's little father son moment there. Homer can't open the wine bottle because I, we've, <laughs> I guess, I guess Homer's just never had a nice French bottle of wine that he, that has a cork on it. <laughs> it's all screw off or something. Cause Which he's is like, just so much easier. Wise guy put a cork in it. <laughs> And Bart calls him a buffoon in French. And Homer gets to be proud because he's like, did you hear that, Marge? My boy speaks French. <laughs> and it is, um, that is cute. Even if though it's which, at his behest? No. What's the word? Uh, at his... Um, Detriment? No. That's also not it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. There's a word there. At his expense. expense. <laughs> we figured that out at the same time. <laughs> So, and then the score, because this is that season one score, it kind of like ramps up and does like, like way too loud. Like, oh yeah, it like, it's like acting like this is like a way too intense. Yes. Again, that bad score. Calm down. Season one. They even mentioned it on the commentary. Like apparently Bart forgets how to speak French throughout. Like he he really forgets it, which I mean, I guess if nobody's speaking it. It's hard to remember a language you're Bart. Like, you're gonna forget it. Oh, yeah. Like, it feels like something where he would do on the sly, like, say stuff behind to make fun of Homer. Exactly. Like, in French. Because he knows Homer doesn't know it, but he kind of loses uh, all of how, how to speak French. And that is the end of the episode. The Crepes of Wrath. Rachel, as a big crepe fan yourself... I do love crepes. Uh, Delicious. What did you think Thin pancakes. Of, yes, it's a thin <laughs> Wrapped in stuff. <laughs> Um, I prefer I prefer a good old fashioned American. Yeah, pancakes. you like the fluffy pancakes. I like like the yeah. the flat German pancakes, and I like the flat uh, uh, French crepes and everything. Yes. What What did you think of this episode? It's fine. It's a little over the top. I guess it's way more than a little over the top. But <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's a couple of funny things that they say, and like the jokes, and you know the the French, but. I don't know. It just doesn't. I'm like, I I could kind of live without it. It doesn't need to be there, type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fine, but yeah, I think it's it's a nice little episode. It's not uh, anything special. It, yeah, it's it's got some funny stuff in it. Sure, all of that child abuse is really weird. All that child to, abuse. To, no, that's to my favorite view. part. Oh, well, of course. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just kind of an episode that's just kind of there. Yes. So, with that being said, we will move on to our next episode. We've got two left in season one. And the next episode is a big one because it's a mystery. Continued in part four.